Welcome, everybody, to Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How is everybody out there in internet land doing tonight? We're talking Al Gore's internet, baby. Uh, we are happy to be here. Uh, it's kind of a momentous occasion because this is episode 26, and since we're a bi-weekly pod for you guys doing the math, that means one full year. This is the final episode of that first season and uh, our first year together, so we're pretty excited, and we figured... What better way than to do something special, something unprecedented on the show that we have not done before, and that is get our boys, our first guests, our boys from the Geek Speak last week pod. Everybody give them a round of applause. Oh. Yes, oh, I love hey. it. I love it. So uh, before we get to you guys, Hans and Harry, because you're the old standard, you know, we, we know you're doing uh, well. But uh, before we get to you, I'd like to introduce our co-conspirators in this evening's events and discussion. Uh, so first off, we have Ed. Ed, uh, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having on us on the podcast. Super happy to be here. Can't wait to get into the discussion. Love it. Awesome. Uh, Bry, how you doing, pal? I'm good. It's it's going to be great to be on the other side of things for once. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is our first time guesting somewhere, so uh, we're going to have some good time. We get to sit good. back and relax. Well, we figured start you off with the best possible place. You know, we're we're one one point one and one point one five as far as pods go. So happy to have you guys on. And last but certainly not least, my boy Tone. We've known each other for quite a while. Tone, how you doing, pal? I'm doing all right. Long day at work, but I'm happy to be here now and talk some good stuff with you guys. Mm, can't wait to hear what you have to say. Uh, Hans, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm glad we have more like, you know, like geek talk on the show. That way we can kind of outnumber Harry at some points because, you know, he's he's definitely not the, the he, he always every time we bring up something MCU, I feel like it's just a big old big old frown for him. So I'm, I'm <laughs> glad we have some additional people on here and uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get going. Yeah. The geeks are in full force now. Harry, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> you, you know, Papa, you, uh, you may, you mentioned this mon- monumentous occasion and I thought it was that Chris actually saw Captain Marvel, but um, oh. he probably still hasn't seen it. They're still um, waiting for that. But no, I mean, my week, my week was going great until uh, Chris rolled me under the bus. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm happy to talk any kind of shop, you know, whether it be small independent films or big blockbusters. Uh, It's hard to keep up. You know, I probably have to run faster. And at my age, it's uh, and wait, it's a little more challenging, but I do my best. I do my best, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. This is very exciting. I love this. Good. No, well, we're happy. You're happy. And we're happy. Everybody is here. Uh, So, you know, for the listeners, you guys know us as mainly a TV and movies pod. Um, but, you know, we do uh, like to think of ourselves more as pop culture. And so that's what we're going to try and do tonight is kind of branch out into pop culture. We're looking at the top three. Uh, everybody had a top three list, top three of 2021. And that encompasses all media. So we're talking, you know, comics, manga, anime, uh, movies, TV, books, music, whatever. It's all in, it's all fair game, baby. So that's where we're at. And as our very first person to start off, Brian, why don't you tell us what you got for your honorable mentions? Um, I got Castlevania, the animated series from Netflix as one of mm-hmm. them. Uh, that one is, I almost forgot it was this year because it came out so early. But um, 
golly, that 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 that. that <laughs> <laughs> the the ending of speak. that show, I just I just remember just like watching and, and just loving new characters, and then and then there's this big reveal, and I'm like, what, what, what? For just literally for an entire episode, it just it, it was just one of the most fun things I had ever seen. One of the most faithful but not faithful adaptations, but still amazing adaptations of a video game i've ever seen um if you haven't watched it yet you really should like anybody out there just really like it's not for kids this is something else that is just that it is i know this is a family friendly show but this is (laughs) that's not a family friendly show so it's just just viewer discretion advised (laughs) very much so very much so very much so but it just oh it like there's so many different things about that show that i just fell in love with so was that is that the final season like have they said that's 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 the final season of that arc they said they're going to do some spinoffs or something like that or maybe like a whole new you know it it's it's castlevania there's there's plenty other belmonts to talk about oh yes absolutely so (laughs) yeah exactly um and then sadly i didn't want to put this in my um honorable mentions but (laughs) My number one, it 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 is just it it's just something that I'd never thought I'd ever see. And and I know this is as well, but it just and it's Ghostbusters Afterlife. And like this, like I this movie absolutely like I love this movie and it absolutely made me like it like actually made me cry. Like I'm not even gonna lie. Like I, I was I was in the theater like, why y'all do that? That was unnecessary. Like <laughs> at, at the end, and I was like, because they had already put in all this work. And I was already down and I was already there and I was already in love. And, and, and then they just, and I'm like, that was unnecessary. That was completely unnecessary. (laughs) And I'm now like, I'm kind of broken. And like, so I have to make it through the rest of this movie with my child and, you know, and I will be buying this as soon as it comes out. But one, one thing, let me just interrupt real quick. Uh, unless we're talking about today's episode of Hawkeye or Spider-Man, let the spoilers fr- fly, my friend. It's all good. So if there's a specific okay, okay. thing that got oh, you, okay. yeah, so by all means, let us know. Are you are you sure? Is everybody sure, Ed? Oh, we're everybody good. sure. Go right ahead. We're good. Oh, okay. away. Because I'm just saying they, they put in all this work to let us know that Egon is still there. Oh, and they kill because they kill him off in the and they kill it. You don't see him. They, but they kill him off and then and then they give us little hints and then and they put in all this work with practical effects to make you he's there and then at the end there's a cg reveal and you're just like come on i i it was unnecessary it was it was just un- it was unnecessary <laughs> you know it, what? it was and completely that had, because it, i was so had, we were there we were good even yeah. my kid said that Kid, you know, kids need everything. They need everything. They need it all. They they don't just need, you know, oh, we don't just. They said I would have been good with just the hands. (laughs) Because that's what they showed first is they just showed some hands and you were just like, okay, cool. And that had every chance to like go awry but the cg on that was just so well done i mean it was chef's kiss yeah 
I actually just read that the stand-in for Egon is Bob Gunton, the actor who played Leland Owsley on the Daredevil series. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh. I, it's a tidbit I thought I might just uh, add in for you guys. It, it means nothing at all, but that's a fact that I know. <laughs> Very so, interesting. Yeah, well, I'm with I, you on that Ghostbusters Afterlife ride. I, I yeah, absolutely uh, but when I get to my number one, you'll see why I said that. So now, Bry, like we talked about it on our show. I I cried at that part too. So I was right there with you. <laughs> Same. And then <laughs> yeah, am like I it. supposed to do my number three now too? Yeah, yeah. But don't you have another honorable mention? No. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it short. I, I don't want to open the floodgates for someone else. You don't want to be like Ed when he has yeah, 10 mentions. Yeah, we were able to get three. So if you have three, say you're I three. I said two. So, uh, all yeah. right. All right. Fair enough. I'm going. I'm getting his then. I, I got four now. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. So Just what's me. your number three, Brian? Um. Well, because they're in no particular order because they're all different things. So it's just like it's, this isn't like my favorite. This isn't like my favorite thing of my third favorite thing. This is just like I would have to say at this point, I would say this year. As much as I enjoyed a lot of other movies and I really enjoyed them, my my favorite movie was probably Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um it was probably the best Marvel origin story I had seen in a really long time. Um, it was well done. The character development was well done. All the character uh, chemistry was well, um, was really good. Um, and then it being a fighting movie, a, a, a movie that was based on martial arts. I was thoroughly invested in that because I would love martial arts movies. And to see what they did, where it was like a mix of wire foo, but just grounded kung fu as well of, of, of different martial arts and just different. Oh, it was just it was just absolutely beautiful. I was like, and then they threw in the ten rings, and I was like, oh, okay, yes, <laughs> I'm done. I'm I'm, I'm 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 done. I don't even know what to say right now. That is the coolest thing I have ever seen. Like, because it, it it played right off of old school martial arts flicks. Mm-hmm. Like the the yeah. use of those rings played directly into like old school, like like when they would use like different cloths and things like like the fact that the rings just became an extension of him. And I was like, yeah, that is just a little too sweet for me. And then <laughs> at the end fight when they were when they were fighting each other and, and, and the different uses you saw the like the conflicting uses of the I was like I, I don't even know what to say right now like you just like I can I just rewind this like I I, I that's what I call real rewind moments like when I'm at home like I watch that whole okay yeah that fight gets a rewind <laughs> mm-hmm. that fight I love gets a rewind. it like it's like mid movie nope stop that that fight gets a rewind we're watching we're watching that right now because I'd like so yeah that movie was it hit perfectly <laughs> now now give me some iron fist in there for like my friend said he was like the next movie just needs to be a tournament with the best fighters 
and and, and whatnot and let and let him earn the whole master of kung fu and i was like that's right and the title of the movie should be shang chi master of kung fu Ooh, i love it I and, mean, you have, and you throw in literally all the best and then you can start introducing like iron fist and everybody else in it come on yeah Come on, you know what's, come on, come you know on. what's interesting, here. too, I'm is here. they uh, here, Marvel. Just come get me. Come they, get me. I guess there was like a news story recently about uh, Jessica Henwick because she chose to be in um, the new Matrix movie over Shang-Chi because yep. she didn't know what her role would be in Shang-Chi. And uh, you could bring her back now if you do that tournament in Shang-Chi, mm-hmm. too, as Colleen Wing. It fits. Yeah, so I like that man. I like it a lot. No Finn Jones. Yeah, we can leave him out. (laughs) Who's uh? Oh man, who's the guy you guys are always preaching for? Christian Howard. That's it. Yes, that's it. Looks perfect. Uh, He knows all the martial arts, so that's that's our pick there. All right. Well, just just a heads up because this is something that we do on the show, and I'm not going to put you totally on the spot and demand an exact ranking. But we usually rank the Marvel movies whenever a new one comes out. So just like within a, a span of five of like the 25 or 26 Marvel movies, there are maybe even 27 at this point. Where would you put it, Bri? Oh, <laughs> put you on the spot, Bri. <laughs> Doesn't uh, have to be an exact ranking. Just, you know, general. Uh, I would definitely I, I would I would actually have to definitely say top top 10 possibly no probably probably top five like Mm. like like but at the bottom but probably that's rarefied air brother like just skirting like i don't i just i don't i don't i don't know i did because it was really it like i said it 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 scratched it scratched an itch that i didn't know that i really needed And I was like, I, I, I was like, when did when when did when did Hollywood learn how to make wuja flicks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's literally what I was saying while I was watching it. It was like, wow, that was <laughs> kudos, Marvel. <laughs> like, well okay, <laughs> okay. All right, fair. Well, thank you for the ranking. Uh, we're going to move on next to Ed. So what are your honorable mentions in your number three, sir? All right. Uh, for my honorable mentions, the first one I have, it's something that it's just so realistic. I mean, if and I'm not a I'm not a girl, but from the perspective of a guy who has a 13 year old girl. Are you sure you're not? I'm in touch with my feminine side, but I'm pretty sure I'm not a female. Um, I'm just making sure it's okay. You you never know. Accepts everyone. Everything is, everything is subject to change. So you never know. Exactly. But uh, being that age at the time, it's pen 15. It is about two best friends, uh, 13 year old girls in the nineties. And I was a teenager in the nineties and it's a time capsule and it is so real. It's just everything that these girls are going through. And obviously I was on the opposite spectrum of it. Cause I was a boy in that time. And I was just the pressures of 
trying to get your first boyfriend uh for me girlfriend um the girls are trying to get their first boyfriend their first kiss their first sexual experience all this stuff and it's just done with such realism and such uh just humor and heart it's fantastic and it's actually the two girls who wrote the show um they are in their 30s now probably their mid to late 30s playing 13 year old girls opposite 13 year old actors and it's just hilarious um it's so awkward at times i mean there is some awkward stuff that goes on in this show but i mean at the end of at the end of almost every episode it's so heartwarming and you and you feel for these kids and you their friendship is just it's amazing i mean they're there's not a whole lot more I could say than it's just a very, very well done, very, very real show that has a ton of heart. So if you guys, it is on a little bit of the raunchy side, so obviously can't watch with the kids. But if you're into that kind of thing, definitely check it out. Um, it's definitely worth your time. So that's my uh, first one. I think and you then, sold me on that because I was like <clears throat> a big fan of Freaks and Geeks, and this sounds kind of similar to that. It's very... <laughs> It's like Freaks and Geeks meets Superbad. Okay. It's just, I mean, the stuff that these girls do is wild. It's, I won't even get into it, but definitely <laughs> worth watching. Only two seasons, which kind of bummed me out. I just watched the last episode like three days ago. Mm. And I mean, I, I was, you wouldn't talk about Afterlife. I was sobbing watching this thing because it's, wow. it's just such an exploration of these two girls who have such love and affection for each other. But we all know how it is to be kids. Like, you don't know if you're going to be friends forever. You know, you, you want to be, and you think you might be, but time really puts a strain on everybody and you never know. And that's, that's kind of where the series kind of leaves you. Um, But it's just excellent, excellent writing, excellent uh, delivery on all fronts. And I I saw the trailer. I saw a couple trailers for that. It reminded me of like, when you said like the 30 year olds playing like teenagers, it really reminded me of um, like wet hot American summer where they're all (laughs) like 45, 50 year old people playing like 16 year olds. So amazing, um, which I, which I, that whole, all those series are amazing on Netflix and and the movie's great. So I'm definitely the funniest thing is they don't play it. Ironically, they play it earnestly, which is even funnier because it's not like, (laughs) Oh, look at me. I'm a 13 year old. They're playing it like, yeah, I'm a 13 year old. And like there's scenes where a 35 year old woman is in the same scene with a 15 year old kid and they're like, maybe going to make out. And you're like, this is wrong. I don't want to watch this. <laughs> you know, as a, the characters, they're supposed to be 13 and you're like, holy mackerel, this is too much, man. Um, but just honestly, excellent. It's, it's a great, great show. Um, my second honorable mention is kind of a cheat. If I have to pick one, I will. Oh, but it is all of the Disney MCU TV shows. That's all. They have all been. They maybe maybe not maybe not Loki. Loki was meh, but they are just on a roll, delivering everything everybody wants. And even before the show started recording, we were talking a bit about how even though Loki wasn't my jam, there's something for everybody in these shows. There's the mystical with Wandavision. Um, also ton of heart in that show. There's the, you know, time variant stuff going on in Loki and, and kind of high sci-fi. Um, there's the Falcon and the winter soldier, which is more of a spy thriller kind of thing. And with Hawkeye, which I won't spoil anything. It's just 
maybe their best show to date. It is on it's on the trajectory to be their best. It's, it's everybody in it's hitting on so all cylinders. Um, the chemistry between Kate Bishop and Clint Barton is fantastic. And where they, I think they're going with this is going to be a huge payoff. So again, if I had to pick one out of the bunch, it would probably be Hawkeye. Although my current standings, having seen all the episodes right now, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is because I'm, I'm a big, big fan of the Winter Soldier, the movie, and more of those guys interacting was awesome. Um, but that was my my uh, honorable mention. And my number three is a show on FX called Reservoir Reservation Dogs. Um, I don't it always messes me up when I try to say that because um, I'm so so used <laughs> not to not the one with Mr. Pink. <laughs> no, no. Um, it's about Native Americans living on a reservation. Um, they are a couple of young kids. And just kind of like day in the life kind of things. There's no big, huge arc for the series. It's just kind of every episode it picks up and they're doing something. But Taika Waititi and another gentleman uh, who I don't know that he's done a whole lot. But um, he, uh, what is his name? His name is Bobby Wilson and Sterling Harjo. Uh, Those three wrote it and produced it and... It's just a show that, honestly, it cracks you up and breaks your heart almost every single episode. It has such a good balance of humor and emotion, and um, it's just a show that I really, really love. Anybody who uh, I talk to, I try to get to watch. Um, It also stars uh, Zane McLaren, who, if anybody knows, he is uh, the guy who, he's a Native American actor as well. In Westworld, he was in Longmire, he was in the Fargo series, and also was in uh, Hawkeye as Maya's father. So he is probably the funniest character in it. He plays like a small town sheriff on this reservation. He knows everybody. And I mean, honestly, just if you want to watch a small indie, it's very indie feeling. Uh, So it'll be right up your your alley there, Harry. It's very good. Honestly, I don't have much more to say about that. Just check it out. It's worth your time. And almost every single episode, like I said, you're going to laugh and you're going to cry. And you're, or at least it's going to hit you in the feels. You may not cry because I cry at everything, but you may not. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic show and worth a watch. That's one that definitely has like caught my eye. Like I've, I've scrolled past it a few times, uh, I believe on Hulu, right? Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, and uh, it, it, it been... initially comes on FX, but Hulu has it like day after. Yep, okay, so yeah, that's something that I uh, I might have to take a gander at too. Curse you guys, you're I'll, making my uh... list longer. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll second everything Ed said about that show, it's very, very good, very funny. If you like what we do in the shadows, yes, and that kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those same type of of humor as yeah, it's same kind of humor and very um very dry. It's very funny. I mean, I love it. Okay, FX has a good track record too, so that's I would give it a shot. Like I like I'm I'm a huge it's always sunny fan. So oh yeah, me too. I've been seeing yeah oh yeah. So I've been seeing like all commercial like every time I watch FX, they've been like really promoting uh, Reservation Dog. So I'm I'm I've been meaning to jump on that, but 
I, I feel like, yeah, like my list gets longer and longer every week. Not to sidetrack, but it is blowing my mind that Sonny is still on. Like, I haven't watched it in a couple years, but uh, I mean, good for them that they're still continuing that success. These the, the last couple episodes were, have been phenomenal. Like, the, mm-hmm. I, they, they've been doing two episodes per um, per week, but they're like, this is the 15th season. So they're they're nailing it so far. They just, yeah, they don't they don't care anymore. They do yes. not care anymore. <laughs> I love it because it's just like the real characters, but in real or the characters in the show, but in real life, they've also said, you know, what? I don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna do what uh, I that, want. they're like one of the shows that are just trying to get canceled. So and that's I feel like with FX, like a lot of their stuff is like they really try and push the envelope without like get, doing anything controversial oh, with yeah. some of their shows. So that, you know, I with Reservation Dogs, I, I'll definitely check that out. Especially like with the, with the over PC stuff. in uh in Sunny now, it's like going so far past PC that it's like what should not be funny is now funny again. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So next, we're gonna move on to Harry. Uh, Harry, what do you have for your honorable mentions and your number three? Yeah. No. Thanks, Papa. I mean, we uh we were talking about you know having a geek speak on, and I was I was expecting some some hardcore hitting you know um i guess the lack of a better word geek stuff and uh we're, we're talking about sensitive movies that are making people cry <laughs> this is this is great for me uh i'm really i'm really enjoying that um so yeah for my honorable mentions uh one of the i've, I've mentioned uh this film before uh when we were talking about my time at the philadelphia film festival and it, i think it just came out maybe about a Humble week brag. or two ago yeah. yeah you know listen you got to get it in when you can you know they uh they let me in there with my badges and everything now nah, the badges badges nice. cost too much money i must say so badges. you buy a ticket and... stinking badges exactly <laughs> treasure sierra madre i love it listen let's go let's 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 kick let's kick papa in the hands out come on <laughs> um harry and ed it almost feels like a tv show at this point yeah um, so yeah, so come on, come on was a was a film that uh, I had mentioned. Um, basically, it's a story of a of a guy uh, who goes out um, when his sister asks him to look after his son or her son. Sorry, um, and he's he's a radio journalist, and he kind of takes him on a cross country trip um, with his you know anyone who has a young child or you know in the kind of right before the tween or the teen years. Um, so right in there, he's energetic. He's a little, uh, he's a little menace at times and just show him a way, a life outside of Los Angeles. Um, directed by Mike Mills, who did beginners in 20th century women. If you've seen those films, uh, stars Joaquin Phoenix and Woody Norman. Uh, he plays the, uh, energetic nephew, um, there, uh, it's shot entirely in black and white. So that might put some people off if, if that's not your thing, but I wouldn't say it's a, it's a long <laughs> It's a long, uh, you know, process as far as a movie. You know, I think it's it's tight, um, like just under two hours. Um, and this really just kind of hit home for me. I mean, I know we're, we're talking more sensitive stuff and and touching base on it, but it just really hit home with me with, you know, kind of family dynamics. And, you know, I have two younger nephews, um, Eddie and Axel, um, and they're they're a little there's a little gap in age for them, uh, but they're both under 10. Um, so it kind of just hit home for me. And as far as like, you know, what my, my, uh, my nephew, Eddie, he comes over to my house literally every day because of how close we live to, uh, you know, his parents. And uh, he's a, uh, he's a menace. Um, I'll tell you that. And uh, you know, when my, when I see my, confirm. my nephew, 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I see my, my nephew Axel, he's a little bit more calm, but it's just, you know, they, they ask such unique questions or they want to show you everything. And, you know, they, they think you're kind of, you know, the most important person in the world and you have everything kind of put together and it's like, well, you know, I, I don't have the answers for everything in life. So, um, and you know, he p- kind of plays, you know, like I said, a radio journal, Joaquin Phoenix plays like a radio journalist slash, um, you know, podcaster, I guess, kind of like an NPR type, um, you know, and they go to different parts of the world, not the world of, of the United States, New York, uh, Louisiana, California, I think they're in Detroit for a little bit too. Um, and so it's just a, it's a lovely journey. Um, if you have a chance, it should be playing probably until the holiday slate comes out until, you know, there's limited show times for it, but, uh, but yeah, definitely a film worth checking out for sure. Um, definitely go see this as soon as possible. Eight, eight, four, my alley. I love the a 24 slow burns. Yeah. And, uh, looks like it's got a kill cast. Scoot McNary's my boy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm on your recommendation. I'm going to see this. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, w- I would highly recommend it. But Joaquin Phoenix, I think he'll get some Oscar love. I think I mentioned that before. Um, the the second thing, and, and you know, you guys, you guys, I was thought about one of the Marvel shows here on my list, and I think if we were doing like a top ten, I probably would have had it on there. Um, but uh, one show I did go with, just because you know, to add a little diversity to our list, you know, add add, add a little something different, um, was uh, Mayor of Easttown. Um, it basically, it stars Kate Winslet. Uh, she plays a detective in a small Pennsylvania town investigating a local murder. Um, and she's trying to keep her life. Yeah. She's trying to keep her life from falling apart. So yeah, it takes place mostly in the Delco area. Um, so if you're a Philadelphia and you're very familiar with it, if not, it might be like, what is this? What is this Delco? But there's a very specific accent of of Philadelphian and Delco and uh, very, very unique (laughs) set of people in Delco. So that's the um, one thing you know, I've heard about this show is like she nailed the accent. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah I, I worked in Delco something. for about a year and she was spot on. Yeah. Like a lot of everybody <laughs> in the show was. But again, another another uh, Brit who's, you know, bringing a, a, an American accent and a very specific American accent <laughs> with that yeah. Delco <laughs> accent. So, yeah, she she crushed it. And it's a great show. I, I agree with you. Yeah. And so it's only seven episodes. Um, there, there was kind of some rumblings right after that, like Kate Winslet talked about how she would, you know, um, rep- replay her role as mayor. Um, and it's a it's a cop drama. So if that's something you're into, you know, I know Ed mentioned a little bit kind of a, earlier that he was kind of into that world. Um, you know, like I said, it's only seven episodes. It's not an entirely deep dive. It kind of finishes up, uh, you know, the storyline. So I think if they made another season, it would have to be a completely different story. Um, not, not from, you know, having Kate Winslet play mayor, but she gives a great performance. I think she'll probably win an Emmy for it or be at least in the front runner for it. Uh, so she's kind of the heart of the show and it kind of takes some twists and turns, you know, throughout the show that I think are a little different from your usual cop drama. Um, you know, and it's HBO, so it's got that high, high end prestige there. So, yeah, Mayor of Easttown was my other nominee. Nice. Good pick. Good show. Yeah. What do you have for oh, your number three, guys. pal? So my number three, sticking with HBO, I, I promise I'm not like a, a, a company shill for HBO, but if they want to, you know, throw some <laughs> shillings my way, I will gladly, gladly uh, speak on it for him. Um, but my uh, number HBO, three is a show uh, called The Round of Free Subscriptions, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. Yes. Yeah. If you're out there. Some of us on the pod on the pod are already getting a free subscription. I'm not going to mention who, but um, his <laughs> name begins with an H and ends in hands. Um, but, uh, you know, <laughs> my number three is uh, the white Lotus. So 
The White Lotus is a show where, um, you know, I have trouble a lot of times as I mentioned with my wife with trying to find a show that like we both want to watch. And, you know, this kind of hit right up her alley as far as things she was interested in, you know, for people who, you know, want to show with their significant other, I think this works because it works on different levels of class, family, couples. Um, It hits a lot of notes there with some of the tones that it goes with, but it's basically set in a tropical resort um, and it follows these, you know, various guests that come to visit and the employees over about a span of a week. Um, And if you ever worked in the hospitality or the service industry, I feel like it's a show that you can relate to really mm-hmm. easily, um, especially with obviously the employees of the White Lotus. And that's the name of the resort. Um, and it's uh, like I said, it just deals with a lot of different things. So like, you know, it deals with, you know, um, you know, a couple and their kids, you know, a couple who just was married, you know, a, a, a older woman who has tons of money, you know, the workers who are obviously living on this island, you know, trying to just, they're living in Hawaii, which is like one of the most gorgeous places on earth. And it's like, they have to work in this hotel with these people who aren't always ideal. Um, this one, uh, like I said, it's, uh, it's on HBO. It's only about six episodes. So it's a quick watch. And uh, I believe it was renewed for a second season, but the the cool thing about the show is that they're going to make it kind of like an anthology series where it's like, if you don't watch the first season, you don't need to worry about watching the second. Um, and they're just kind of, I don't know if they'll take, different characters you know as far as a lot of the employees or there'll be maybe one or two carryovers um but they'll definitely be different guests and i'll be interested to see if they get some big names for it to kind of carry that second season um but yeah and uh murray bartlett who plays armand on the show uh hilarious um and just a great performance from him overall so he's he kind of he's kind of i guess i would say the main character of the show even though they kind of touch base on a lot of different storylines um, but yeah, this was a show that, um, you know, we, we kind of binged in a weekend, um, and really took us by surprise and very excited to see it kind of go, uh, forward. Is this a, like a straight up drama or is it like a dramedy? Yeah, it's kind of, it has a little bit of mystery involved and I don't think that's spoiling anything. Cause you'll kind of find out in like the first, I think five minutes, like what, you know, the mystery is, but I would say it's more of a drama dramedy, you know, with a little bit of comedy. Um, you know, the mystery isn't like really like what hinges on the, on the show. It's more mm-hmm. about like the relationships and the different, like I said, working in the hospitality industry and that different class element of like, you're the workers, we're the guests and kind of the disconnect sometimes there. So, um, you know, I'll be interested to see uh, if you guys pick it up or watch it, what your thoughts are, but, uh, if, if you haven't watched it, sounds um, like this is like yeah. an unconnected or possibly like tangential uh, prequel to the movie old with M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah, that right. might be the mystery. Yeah. They want to make the an old yeah, cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be what the twist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as soon that'll as you be, said hospitality industry, you were giving me PTSD flashbacks. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I know it would. I know it would pop up, but um, you know, it's a real fun show. Like I said, it's a quick six episodes. I think they are pretty much an hour long. So you're looking at six hours, but it's um, like I said, it's a quick binge. You can work through it on a weekend and uh, it, it kind of hooks you in. And I think it kind of pays off uh, with everything in, in, in the final episodes. So. Okay. Dope. Well, thanks for the reco uh, tone. We got you back. What do you uh, have for your honorable mentions and your number three, my guy. All right. So glad to be back. Um, I'm going to start with my, <laughs> Uh, honorable mention first one's going to be midnight mass feel like we're going to talk about this a lot on the show me and ed talked about it a lot on our show yeah uh 
basically you put Mike Flanagan on Netflix and I'm going to watch it. Uh, this show, because I, I know we're doing spoilers, but I don't want to spoil anything with this show because I feel like not knowing anything is the best way to go into it. But this show hit I would on so many that. levels for me because I grew up Catholic going to like Catholic school, you know, I knew every prayer they were saying. I knew all those songs, like, because it doesn't matter where you are, like, doesn't matter where you are, they're all the same. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and then I really felt um, with Riley, that was his name, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I really felt that character a lot, because that's a lot of how I am now (laughs) with the church and everything like when he comes back to this little community um i've told people that haven't watched it that i want to watch it it's the best stephen king story that stephen king didn't write because it 100 percent is uh it reminds me a lot of my favorite stephen king story salem's lot heavy salem's lot vibes and i really just want flanagan to make like remake salem's lot now so <laughs> that's my first honorable mention Nice. Wait, again? Hmm? Again? Like, I think it was just remade in some way, like, within the last Oh, yeah, no, I think I think Brian's right. They did do a remake of that. They did did some kind of a show on uh, They did uh, in Castle Rock. They did. They they covered a little bit of that as well, yeah. But they didn't, there hasn't been, like, uh, like, film remake. Mm-hmm. Which I watched that for the first time, by the way, the OG Salem's Lot. Um, mm. I want to say it was either this year or last year, um, but they, I think they had it on Shutter, um, and <laughs> I liked it. Like the vibes were there, but the practical effects weren't. <laughs> so yes, no, it kind of, and you know, I know it's aged, but uh, there was kind of a mismatch there for me. But I, I enjoyed it. So yeah, it's a movie that works. a remake especially well exactly if you'd seen it when you were young mm-hmm. uh like if you saw it when in, when in the 80s when it came out it scared the crap out of me and i remember seeing that face like when i was like in my room i'm like oh my god um but yeah you have more of an appreciation but i see what you're saying yeah, i still find it fun to watch but is it a quote-unquote great movie eh, probably not but it's definitely fun and I think that Flanagan could bring that element and kind of elevate it a bit and make it even better. So I agree with yeah. John 100. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry, I was wrong. They are they are making it right now. Ah. Yeah, I think Atomic Monster is the production company, so James Wan's involved. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which also not bad. So. Yeah. Not as good as Mike Flanagan, but whatever. That's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's not Mike Flanagan. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I mean, hopefully we get something good out of that. Um, my other honorable mention is pretty much everything that happened with Critical Role this year. Uh, they ended their second campaign, started their third campaign. And during the summer, they also ran like a mini one-shot campaign which was kind of a bridge between campaign two and three. So for those unaware, what is critical role? Uh, critical role is 
a bunch of nerdy ass voice actors <laughs> that play Dungeons and Dragons. That's how they start their show. That show is also not kid friendly. They uh, do a lot of cursing. It's a bunch of adult voice actors who, if you've played any video games, watched any cartoons, you've heard these voices a lot. If you watch the Avengers, uh, Avengers Assembled cartoon, uh, we have Black Widow and Thor from that. We have a lot of people. Everyone on here has been on a lot of things, and you've definitely heard their voices. It's very good. Very, they're they're playing Dungeons and Dragons, but they make you care about their characters. This is what got me heavily into Dungeons and Dragons. Um, also, besides that, they finally showed off the first animation for their first animated series, which is adapting the first campaign they did coming to Amazon Prime in February, but they showed off the first animation and actually they did it at New York Comic Con and they also live dubbed it while they were at doing their pay. Oh, that's dope. They had the animation playing and they were actually doing the voices right then and there. The animation looks amazing. It's the same people that did uh, Legend of Korra and a lot of that, like Avatar and all that stuff. Um, it's exciting, and I'm pretty sure Critical Role, The Legend of Vox Machina is going to be on my list next year because I'm super excited for that show. They're going to do one of my favorite arcs from that first campaign. And yeah, that's it. Like, I'm a huge D&D nerd, so this stuff has been huge. They, Like I said, they ended their second campaign, which... They make me care enough that I cried watching that camp, the end of that campaign. And then when they started their new campaign, it was big enough that they had theaters opening up to have people watch the campaign premiere in theaters. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's growing. And they've helped the resurgence of D&D be what it is now. Like, it's huge. I actually play in a game with Ed. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm excited. I mean, we played uh, the game before too, Greg. Yes, uh, yes, I have with you. Um, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited for the animated version. Um, I tried getting into Critical Role uh, the first season, but I just, I didn't have enough time to commit because the episodes yeah. can be a little lengthy sometimes. Uh, but the animated version of this, if they're doing like that's right up my alley because I did watch uh, Harmon Quest. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I really enjoyed that. And those were in like little half an hour bite sized chunks. So if a uh, critical role can do something like that, that's that's definitely going to be right up my alley. Yeah, it definitely seems like that's what they're doing. This is something that they didn't think they would be able to do. They kickstarted it and it made the money within, I think, the first hour. And then because wow. it was only supposed to be a special that they were going to do. They made their money, and then the more money they got, it became a full season. <laughs> and then they got picked up by Amazon, and now it's, I think Amazon has them greenlit for two seasons now. Oh, nice. So it's exciting, and this is a good way for people that can't sit down for four hours to watch an episode of Critical Role <laughs> can get the story. And, I mean, they're going to cut out things that, you know, like, the, the idle banter that happens between some of the characters and just the traveling. So mm. I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited for more people to get 
that story too because it's a very good story mm-hmm. all right so my number three is uh jujutsu kaisen uh i fell in love with this anime and the manga this year the anime aired this year the manga started last year or probably the year before but i really fell in love with it this year i mean enough that i got a tattoo of one of the characters on my body this year also so nice um yeah the anime the the simple premise is it's a world it's our world there's curses that exist in our world and the main character is this kid who gets possessed by one of like the strongest curse beings in existence and then he uses the power of that cursed being to fight off the other curses that's really simplistic but it's so much more than that a lot of stuff happens while it is an anime and while some people think they're just cartoons for kids like i wouldn't let a little kid watch this show at all nightmare fuel. very very much for <laughs> yeah oh yeah like the 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 curses in this are very junji ito-esque if you've ever seen any of junji ito's like art and stuff like it's very creepy some of these things um but the animation it's done by mappa who is one of the best anime animation studios out right now everything they've done is beautiful the fight scene in this are crazy and just so good like so much stuff happens but you can follow it all and it's all beautifully animated uh, <laughs> it's just very good i can't recommend it enough to people if you're into anime at all like Definitely check out Jujutsu Kaisen. And if you don't want to, if you want to read something, definitely check out the manga. If you can't do manga in physical form, I would say get the Shonen Jump app. You get all of that for $2.99. You get every volume that's out right now. Oh, wow. Up to date as like I was reading the newest one that dropped today. So and another one drops in four days uh it's very crazy i'm super excited for the movie that comes out actually later this month in japan and then i'm hoping we get it and get it here in probably like two or three months and then i'm super excited for what they're gonna do in the second season because the stuff that happens in the manga is crazy and it's gonna change things for anime really that's a that's a hefty disclaimer So where can we find the anime if if we want to watch that? Because that sounds like uh, something I want to check. It's on fun. Uh, actually, it's not on Funimation. It's on Crunchyroll, but it's also on HBO Max. Oh, okay. So HBO Max has the uh, the Crunchyroll section of their stuff, and they have yeah. it on there. And this is actually one that's very good. I know people. There's a whole dub versus sub thing. The dub on this is very very good. Okay. There's a scene in it that I've seen both subbed and dubbed. And I personally like the dub version more because the character is like at their wits end. And like, this is his last thing to do in the sub version, like the original version. 
he just sounds cool. Like he sounds like he's a cool, tough guy. And in the, uh, the dub version, he sounds like he's unhinged and he's like, this is going to happen. So I need to pull out all the stops. And that's how it, the feeling I get from that scene. And you feel that more with the uh, dubbed version. Oh, that's awesome. Normally it's like the other way around where the nuance yeah. gets lost in the dub, but mm-hmm. it's cool to hear that it, it's not that way with this. Uh, Ed, what's your favorite anime? <laughs> oh, that would definitely be uh no. I, I'm still they guy these guys gave me a list of a bunch of them. I'm still working through other things. I will get to them eventually. I did give uh I did give the live action show series uh of Cowboy Bebop a shot and we see how that worked out. I yeah, you got everything. it canceled. Got it canceled within a within a couple of episodes. So um yeah, that's my take. Sorry, I had to razz you. Yeah, I know. I know. I'll um, never live it down. <laughs> All right, Tone. Well, thank you for your uh your list thus far. Uh Hans, what do you got for us? Honorable mentions and number three. All right. First honorable mention is uh, a show on Netflix called I Think You Should Leave. Um, anyone who Lop them I, I don't up. Know if anyone yeah, any anyone who's seen the show, uh, I haven't heard anyone say a bad thing about it. Um quit it's a sketch comedy show by Tim Robinson, who was a he was a writer on SNL for I think only like three years and like was a that was um was uh an actor on it for a couple skits but for like a year um it's a it's an extremely raunchy um like funny show but they don't really it's not like kind of like offensive humor but they they it's hard to describe skits that they do without actually like like you watching it um it's very bizarre the skit the whole episodes are about 15 minutes each um so you can there's only two seasons so you can really um you can really knock the show out in, in an hour probably um i it's usually whenever i'm working i have it as my background kind of noise um so i've probably seen both seasons uh more than 10 15 times at least audio um but um yeah i, I it's very memeable um i if, if you've followed me on twitter in the past two three weeks that's pretty much all i've been either posting is it's uh stuff like that like either liking or posting stuff from the show um it has some fate like some um some big names from SNL on it. Like Andy Samberg, I think is a producer. Um, Fred Armisen, uh, not Fred Armisen. Um, McGruber. I can't think of his name right now. Um, uh, it'll come to me. Yeah. Um, but they, they released a second season in June. I hope they do a third season. Um, you know, I, I don't really want to spoil any of the skits without people watching it. If you have a half hour watch two episodes it's it's extremely funny um i i it's probably the funniest thing i've seen this year um where i i will replay old episodes if i'm in a bad mood on like youtube um but yeah definitely check it out i think you should leave um i don't know if anyone here has watched i know harry you watched the first season but you didn't watch did you watch the second season yet yeah, it's like you mentioned, like, if you don't watch the show, you don't get the reference. And you mentioned Sloppy Steaks to me. And I, I sloppy said, steaks. what is that? Yep. Um, and then uh, so I watched that episode. I did see that one. And uh, I now I now get the joke. That's why you got to slop yeah. them up. Slop um, them up. And uh, you were thinking of Will Forte. Is who Will Forte. Oh, that's, it. that's yep. right. 
I, for some reason, I don't know. I couldn't think of them. Um, but yeah, uh, check it out. Uh, a lot of really good, uh, it's on a lot of lists of people's favorite, like top 10 shows of the year. Um, again, really short. You can watch the first season and like, you could watch the whole show shorter than like a Marvel movie. So maybe that's probably, I don't why I watch Captain Marvel yet. Cause I've been watching, uh, I think you should leave over and over. <laughs> yeah. I'm I sure like, that's I like that surreal, that surreal kind of humor. So I'm, I'll check it out. Cause I like, um, a lot of the adult swim stuff, even though it's yeah. very odd and like out there, it's funny to me. Most of it. Um, it's yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. And, and, and also I also does not oh. like Captain Marvel. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I'm sure eventually I'll get around to it. Um, that's like you know on my backlog. That's like moving lower and lower as more things come out. So you don't have to watch it. it. Just just watch Wandavision. The only Captain Marvel you need right there. There we go. (laughs) So I'm I'm gonna throw out a hot take because this is a hot takes show. But um, I think you should leave. Sounds like a movie that I actually really enjoyed, but is usually well universally reviled movie 43 i thought that movie was hysterical and it sounds like this is like a sketch version of that yeah i I didn't see movie 43 so i can't you're the first person i've met i I can't silly stupid humor but i like it yeah (laughs) this is just this is a lot like i I, they they kind of put like a lot of like workplace humor into it and you know just it's it's really it deals with like and tim robinson I, I didn't hear of him like no he existed until the show. I think he's a, like a, a comedic genius um, with just with this show. And he does um, Netflix did a, a comedy special called The Characters that um, oh, great. That was a you, great. Have you did you watch the, all of them? I watched them all. So he had that one episode, the one with um, the uh, the guy gambling and he lost all the money. So that's that's Tim Robinson. Okay. Um, there's something we can't really quote here on today's yes. episode, <laughs> but that's another, I, and I would recommend that too. Like even just that's on Netflix too. Just watch his episode. It's um, it's a lot of that. The, the show is a lot of that episode. That's I watched like a that because I'm a, I'm a big uh, last podcast fan and Henry Zabrowski has a, a, a okay. episode of that. Oh. So but yeah. I watched them all. Yeah. Very. It's very good. Yeah. So that, that the, I think you should leave is basically two seasons of, of that episode. Um, okay. So I would definitely check it out. Um, and then my other honorable mention that I have is um, Ted Lasso season two, which is a little bit of a surprise. I can't like making it was very difficult, like making this list. I I think a couple months ago before I saw some of this, some of the other things or played some of the other things on my list, um, I probably would have been on my top three. Um, I know, Greg, you you have it somewhere on, on, on your list. So, I mean, we could tackle a little bit more later, but. Um, it, you know, it, it cleaned up at the Emmys. It, it, it's got some golden globe recognition. Um, you know, we're talking about shows with heart. This isn't just a, a, you know, a comedy show. There's a lot of heart to it, especially in the second season. Um, and there's a lot of relatable issues that they cover that, you know, that I, I was really happy that they dealt with. Um, but it just, it, I think it's, a, a lot of shows, like, especially with comedy shows, they don't really I think there are some that like do really well in a second season. I think that really just like this really just pushed the show into a whole nother level and a whole nother, like a really good direction where it just built on season one. Like, and it, I think it's far superior than season one. And I, uh, you know, not, not saying season one's bad, but um, you know, I, I think that as we talk a little more um, later about it, um, I just, I, 
definitely wanted to include that at least honorable mention. Um, okay. My number three, um, you know, like Brian had, these are in no particular order. Um, I'm going to go Mass Effect um, one through three, the legendary edition. Um, I know these games are like, uh, like, like 10, 15 years old. Um, hey, wait I a tried... minute. This is 2021. What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah. look, look at the release date on them. <laughs> um, uh, I think no. it came out. It was like March. Um, the only reason I'm including this is because I never played Mass Effect. So to me, this came out this year and the Legendary Edition was released this year. Um, I don't know if anyone here's played it or anyone listening. Um, this was probably moved up into like, I- I'll include them all as one game. Um, probably my top five favorite games that I've played like ever. Um, it is a phenomenal, phenomenal story. Even people don't like the third one. Um, but I liked it. I put a lot of time into one through three. Um, and I was kind of like invested in it the the whole way through. Uh, there's rumors that they're going to make a TV show based on it, which if they do it, um, I'm all in. Um, apparently Henry uh, Cavill was saying he was, he wanted to be uh, commander Shepard. Fine with me. I, that dude can do any, any kind of video game movie. I, he's, he's, he's the guy to go to nowadays, especially Witcher. Um, but it's, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to play these games, um, one through three, like I played them back to back to back because I just kind of want it more and more and they do improve in the story, but, um, it really felt more like kind of like a cinema experience with, with the story overall than just like a video game. So it really like stuck with me. So, uh, yeah, look, ha- look at the release date higher. This is 2021. It's a brand new game. Time. Listen, I knew if I had something that like, because I was thinking about Ghost of Tsushima and that came out like with the new edition and I was going to put it on my list because I just played it this year and I was like, I think Hanratty's going to bust my chops for it. So I (laughs) I decided against it. And yet here we are. So I figured like I had to do it for you. You are a habitual line stepper. Habitual. Yeah. (laughs) Line is a dot to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, Hans. Appreciate it. Uh, moving on to myself, my honorable mentions, first of all, we've already discussed it a little bit, but Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings, just absolutely phenomenal movie. I, you know, I was so happy. We've all come to expect quality from Marvel studios. That's just what they put out. Even their bad movies are good. Um, so I was still a little hesitant to see, you know, what exactly, what kind of bag we were going to get with Shang-Chi and, boy, they just blew me away. Like as a fan of old school Kung Fu movies, as a fan of Wuxia movies, as a fan of, you know, just family drama, uh, they kind of meld all of that in there and they still keep it feeling current and fresh as well. I mean, it just, it blends so much together. Absolutely loved it. Uh, So I'm so, so happy that they, they knocked it out of the park with that movie. And I'm very happy that, you know, they, they just announced they're going to be doing a sequel with uh, Daniel Destin Creed doing the uh, uh, directing again. So very happy for that. My other honorable mention as, uh, (laughs) as our podcast co-host can see here, I've got a Godzilla uh, picture in my background. I am a huge Godzilla fan and Godzilla versus Kong this year, this is a movie (laughs) I have been waiting 50 years for. I'm not even 50 years old, and I've been waiting for 50 <laughs> years uh, since King Kong versus Godzilla, our last battle between these two titans. 
But uh, I've really enjoyed Legendary's MonsterVerse. I think everything that they've done has been really well done. And uh, mm-hmm. this, while while not a perfect movie, doesn't matter to me. It was enjoyable, and it really stood out for me. I really, really thought uh, that the the fights between the two were good. Um, they still came together to fight Mechagodzilla, which was a little bit of an interesting uh a little bit of an interesting design choice, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. And, you know, I, I don't feel like enough people talked about it. It just kind of came and went. You guys have any thoughts on Godzilla versus Kong? I enjoyed I it a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was know, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Um, the only thing I would say is I liked uh, King of the Monsters better. Um, hmm. The sequel to Godzilla. That's um, fair. It was just more of a spectacle to me. So I kind of, it was like almost like, uh, you know, a little less grand, but I did like it. I thought it was, I thought it was very cool. Um, But yeah, I'm not the biggest Godzilla fan either. I'm not like, I don't dislike him, but it's not like, it's not like something that I need to need to need to see. But the ones, like you said, legendary, they've all been really, really good. Um, And I enjoyed it. I mean, it was fun. I thoroughly enjoyed them. Um, I, I watched all of them again. With I do everything with my, with my kid, like I mm-hmm. like pretty anyway. So, but I watched all of them. I I own all of them. I enjoyed the lore that they put put together. Um, you know, like I I I like I thoroughly believe with what they what they've done, they could create a monarch TV series, and you know, just just do all kinds of craziness with with that. It's just it's like they 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 they've set the table to do so much more than just Godzilla and Kong and i i'm i'd be down for that like but give definitely give me some more kong and some more cuz after the way they ended the last movie i'm like yes i will watch king kong down there for the rest of my life like like you give me movies about that forever it mm-hmm. just and i would watch that like i they 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 set up really good lore and they I love the how much homage they paid to the originals like mm-hmm. giving Godzilla his original name and everything and like having the twins with Mothra and like just like just so much good stuff just yeah I I'm, Dude, I'm, you're, I'm down you, for more I I I enjoyed Kong versus Godzilla you just blew my mind with a Monarch TV show like give me all the kaiju. Give me all the give me redesigned kaiju. I love Gigon. Gigon's one of my faves. Give me new kaiju. I mean, I'm just, I need them all. So, <laughs> I'm so all crossover about with Pacific Rim. That's what yes. I was going to say. I, I was yes. kind of bummed that happened because I I really like those those two Pacific Rim movies. I know a lot of people don't like the second one. I thought it was pretty good. I love the first one. The first one is like my childhood like playing with toys come to life it's like giant robots and giant monsters and i used to like make them fight and then it was in a movie i was like this is great listen that's all we need that's all the world needs Mm -hmm. just give us giant robots and monsters fighting come on that's all we need uh all right moving on yeah exactly (laughs) i mean they've got life-size gundams in japan so we're not that far off just make them pilotable and we're good to go um (laughs) All right, so my number three is WandaVision. Uh, I really just enjoyed this show. This set the table for 
the MCU Disney Plus series in terms of quality. And I think I think what what does it for me is just number one, um, I'm a huge fan of classic shows. I've told Hans and Harry already that I'm looking forward to uh, being the Ricardos because I was a huge I Love Lucy fan. Um, Rob Zombie's The Monsters, <laughs> mm, but I was a huge fan of The Monsters. <laughs> I was as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, I really enjoy that classic era of TV, and WandaVision goes through that era as well as, you know, more modern eras of TV. And it just it presents something different and unique every episode while staying within the framework of a narrative. You had the great characters returning by uh, Kat Dennings and uh, Randall Park, um, two characters we didn't expect to see, but we got them. And then there was this whole level of mystery with what exactly is going on. Is Wanda being controlled? Uh, look, they might not have given us Mephisto, but just the fact Mephisto could have been in there was <laughs> awesome. I mean, I'm going to throw it in. Harry gave us Ralph Boner, so that's almost <laughs> as good. Yes, yes. Which, I mean, that was the whole thing. Look, did did the mystery end up paying off? Maybe not. But the fact that we got something of that level where fans could speculate and have that water cooler talk is just, it's awesome to me. So I really think, like, I've loved all of the, the one or the uh, MCU shows but uh yes even loki ed but um wandavision for me like i said it set the table and that was that was tops in my book so it's gonna be it set the bar really high and it's gonna be tough to beat but i have every bit of confidence that especially with the next round of shows something's gonna take the spot i don't know what it is because i'm looking forward to all of it but something's gonna beat it i mean any thoughts on wandavision don't forget it gave us monica oh yeah monica my girl i mean monica rambo Absolutely. And that was so cool seeing her get her powers and the way that that played out. I mean, it was, yeah, tremendous. I'm really looking forward to her being part of, uh, what is it? The Marvels, I believe. Is yep. that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I, I enjoyed the show thoroughly. Like I said, I mean, there's not, besides Loki, there's not a show of the Disney plus ones that have come out that I haven't really, really enjoyed. I will say that at first I was like, where are they going with this? Like, it wasn't giving me enough, but I'm part of the problem where it's I need gr- instant gratification. And I'm like, all right, they give us two episodes, but I'm like, I want more. Obviously, everybody wants more all the time. But once you're, great, they, Ed. you're wonderful. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but once they kind of started getting into the current timeline and all that stuff, I was I was hooked. And I think the thing that show does so, so well, again, we're t- touching on it again is the emotion the investment in those characters that we have we've had investment in those characters from the movies but it just gives them such depth and such um just a, a, a bigger presence that you didn't really see in the movies and by the end of that when you have vision um basically coming confronting himself and all these theological questions and her having to, you know, spoilers, let him go, let the children that she's come to love go. I mean, that was, oh my God, my heart was like pulled out of my chest. It was like, this is, that's how you make comic books, comic book movies relevant and interesting. They've done it in these shows better than they have in any of the movies, I would say. 
just because they have more time to develop the characters and the storylines and all that. But absolutely, to your point, that show set the table for what they are going to be doing for the next foreseeable future on Disney Plus shows. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. What is grief will say, if not love persevering? I mean, come on! Oh, <laughs> such a great line, man. Shakespearean. It is. It is. I will say that that WandaVision is probably to blame that every time I watch anything that I don't understand in either like the Marvel Universe, I just immediately throw out the Mephisto card. So um, Anz is literally so the uh, the uh, Leo DiCaprio meme where he's like Mephisto sitting in his chair with a beard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like even though like uh, like as we talk about like Hawkeye, how like grounded it is, I'll like see something. I'm like, that's got to be Mephisto, right? Like, <laughs> like the guy wearing a tracksuit has to be Mephisto. Like if yeah, you look yeah. at the tracksuit at one point, it makes an M. So it has to be, right? Yeah, it's all coming sure. together. <laughs> oh man! And the hexagons. The hexagons mean something. What do they yeah. mean? I want. What know. else could it be? Yeah, bro. It's not bro. just the shape. What it's gotta mean, be Mephisto, bro. Bro, bro. Hey, <laughs> Bishop is guy, bro. Mephisto, bro. Let's circle back here, uh, Bry. What do you got next for us? What's your number two? Uh, my number two is Tones number three. <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. Great um, mind. I I actually came I came across the studio mappa from their previous anime before that. It was called God of High School. And yes. I actually said like I like it was cool. And on Crunch Crunchyroll does, you know, the same thing that all streaming services do. You know, it's like new anime pops up. It's just like, hey, you might like this. So I like looking at it and it's like, and I read the blurb about it and I'm like, huh, curses and demons and fighting. And okay, this sounds cool. Oh my gosh. Um, Mappa makes, makes fighting art. It does. They, they turn fight, like they turn little, they turn combat into art, like literally. That's it's not even a figure. It's not even a figurative statement like tone knows exactly what I'm talking about, because in both of those shows, there are a couple of different times where things just go abstract on the screen. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And both times you sit early, you sit there and go, what, what just happened? What did I just watch? I don't even care. Because it was beautiful, and I now I need to rewind that. <laughs> yeah, got like, that rewind moment. Yeah, it is. It is because they did it twice to me, and and they did like the same thing, and in both times it was different. Like it, that's the thing they they did the same thing, but it was different for both mm-hmm. anime. And yeah. what I mean by that is like I like I said, it went abstract on the screens, and there was there was a loss of color. It went all black and white. And you're literally just watching going, what is this? <laughs> Never mind. And they always and they do it at an emotional high point of the story, too. That's what really gets you, because it's not just a fight at this point. There's something it's like something. See, there's stakes. There's serious stakes involved or serious emotions involved. And, and MAPPA just takes that moment and heightens it to like an a level that you didn't think was possible in animation 
for that moment. And you're just like, I felt that. It's beautiful. I, I completely felt that. I like, I, I felt so. And as every, it's everything that Tone said before, but it's just, like I said, nightmare fuel. Like the, the curses are nightmare fuel. But the characters are so much fun and they're real and they're down to earth. Like they're dealing with some crazy stuff and they're all down to earth. And they all have their anime quirks, but they all feel like real character, like real people. And I think that was one of the things that really drew me in because they have these character moments. It's not just fight, 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 fight. I mean, there is a lot of that. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of character-driven moments. And these character-driven moments speak a lot to not just the character, but what's going on in the story. Because they're dealing, again, they're dealing with some really heavy things. Like the main character kind of has a breakdown at at a point. Like it's like it's like literally like you're like I, it's and and it, it's dark and like but it's such a good show. And again, heart and just there's it just comes across. There's things that happen in this ep, in the show that you just don't expect to happen, and you don't expect to feel the things that you're feeling. You're expecting yep. to go in going cool monsters and fighting and stuff. And, 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 and oh, there is a lot. Of, again, there is a lot of that. But then yeah. they hit you in the feels and then they do it again and again and again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's just so and, and how what, how many episodes was it, Tone? Uh, 24 or 26. Yeah. In the season okay. and no time wasted. There's None. only there's seriously only one little like mini arc in between like the second to last arc and the last arc that's like a little baseball like an episode where they play baseball. That's the only filler in this show. Wow. And even that episode was like and worth watching. It it definitely is. It's very, very good. Like even that baseball episode is a lot of fun because it shows how these characters have grown during the, that whole time. Um, some of the best female characters in anime. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, Nobara and Maki. Maki Zenin is my favorite character in all of Jujutsu Kaisen. She is like girls are going to see her and they're going to want to be her. That's how cool she is. Because out of everyone in this show, she's the only one that cannot use cursed energy at all. And she can't even, so if you can't use cursed energy, you can't see curses. So she can't even see them. She wears glasses that allow her to see them. And And everything she uses, like it's all these cursed weapons that she uses, but she knows how to use them better than anybody else there. And there's stuff that happens with her in the manga later that just solidifies how awesome she is. Like I said, I'm super excited for the next season because so much stuff is going to happen. And again, it's going to change things because main characters, like, don't get too attached to any of these characters. (laughs) Oh. Oh, okay. Like, (laughs) even characters I'm attached to, like, I was reading stuff and I'm reading, like, I'm reading manga and just, like, tears rolling down my eyes. Like, why is this happening? 
Oh no. Okay. I mean, like I uh, said, it was a dark show, so to begin. It's with, it's a very it, like, but but mm-hmm. it, and and yet and yet it's still funny. It's still yeah, it's, funny. it's so good. So funny on so, so many funny. levels. Yeah. So that's my number two. Like we we obviously we can't say enough about it. It's 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 just it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's and yet it's it's a lot of pain. It is. It's worth the pain, though. <laughs> Anything <laughs> worth watching? Yes, I think. I think yet again, that's one more for the list. Then <laughs> this ever-expanding list. Yeah, I mean, it helps that it's it's on HBO Max, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the hallmark of any really good media. It doesn't matter whether it's print or video game or screen, but like if it can make you feel something, oh, and yeah. it sounds like this is doing that, uh, you know, with Aces. So that's awesome. My brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ed, we're going to move to you, sir. What do you have for your number two? All right, my number two. And this one has been, you know, talked about a little bit earlier Midnight Mass. It is just a chef's kiss of a show. <laughs> it's so god darn good um it's uh mike flanagan uh guy can't he can't miss this guy everything i've seen of his and i've seen everything he's done so far um is just out knocks it out of the park he is the best director working writer working in hard today in my opinion um he's crushed it in the netflix shows and each one of those is fantastic in its own right, but Midnight Mass was the crowning jewel in those for for sure. Um, just like we spoke about earlier, has a lot of the Stephen King um, touchstones in it, uh, specifically Salem's Lot. But there's a little bit of the mist in there. There's a lot of things that he's already touched on, um, but the fact that it centers on the main theme of it is religion and belief is very very powerful i didn't grow up very religious at all but i got a lot out of it as well because although i'm not a religious person i'm a very uh spiritual and i i i have a lot of belief in a higher power whatever that may be um and it just makes you think and it the the beauty of it is it's so layered and so texturized. Is that a word? Texturized? Yeah, I think it is so. now, baby. Sure, yeah. Um, sure. sure. <laughs> um, each character is just fleshed out so well. You know exactly who they are. And the payoffs in this show, just on a storytelling level, masterclass. It's he sets things up and delivers on them later on in the show. Um, just a few of the things I have to mention. Um, Dr. Sarah, who is one of the characters yes. on the show, she is, she is a lesbian. Um, she mentioned this at one point in the show that she always thought that the um, Monsignor uh, of the church was very judgmental of her because he thought that she she thought that he knew as as a girl that she was gay and always kind of looked at her and, and kind of passed judgment on her. When you find out later, he's actually her father. She don't know about it. And he's looking at her longingly like, I want to tell you. I want to have this connection with you, but I know I can't. It's heartbreaking. It's just that that was one of the main things that I it just crushed me. Um, 
the the setup of Riley's recurring dream of him looking out into a sunset and the payoff of him being on the boat with um with um Aaron at the end and the fact that she had this whole thought of heaven of her own and sacrifice and it's just I can't do it justice talking about it watch it go watch it it's not a very long series but it is absolutely fantastic um and again it's going to leave you wanting more once you watch it and just watch anything the guy's done because every single thing is good there's not one that I would point out that's better than the others but the one that I always mention for everybody is absentia because it's very hard to find and it's a fantastic movie and again he's just one of the best people working in horror today and he delivered a master class in storytelling and that that show is perfect there's not anything i would change about it so that's my number two it's crazy because uh i i mean clearly there's a lot of love for midnight mass on this episode um and there may be more to come but uh I just uh, I haven't heard a single bad or negative review of it. Like everybody has thought that it was good to amazing, um, but I haven't seen anything negative. So it just it really speaks again to, uh, like you said, Flanagan just knocking it out of the park with you know whatever he does, and specifically this series. So and all of the actors, uh, like it's so well casted too, you know. Yeah. And I, I didn't mention any of that stuff, but you're absolutely right. They Everybody in it's perfect. And I actually had a conversation uh, with a friend the other day, well, two friends the other day. We were talking about how Flanagan seems to pull the best out of all the actors he works with. And he does have actors that show up and, you know, recurring people that show up in different projects of his. Um, but people who are in this, like, um, and she's been in quite a lot of his stuff. Um, Carla Gugina. I wouldn't think of her as some master thespian or anything like that, but she is so good in the stuff she's in for him. And I just think it's that rapport that they have with one another and she must feel comfortable and he gets the best performances out of her. Um, same with Henry Thomas. I mean, he was the child actor in E.T. Um, he did. He's been in a lot of stuff here and there, but he's not somebody that's like a you know, marquee name and, or, you know, I haven't seen him in anything where I was like, Oh, give this guy an Oscar. But in all of his shows, he delivers 100% and he's fantastic and everything he's in for Mike Flanagan. So everybody in the cast, phenomenal. So absolutely check this out as soon as possible. (laughs) All right. Well, very solid. Number two tone. You're up next. What do you got? Number two, buddy. All right. My number two is ice nine kills new album. The silver screams Two. welcome to Harwood. I absolutely love this band. I fell in love with them when I heard the first Silver Screams album, which uh, they're a metal band. And they're the, the Silver Screams and Silver Screams 2 are both horror-based albums where every song on there is based on a horror movie. And it's something they started with, actually, the album before Silver Screams with... Uh, I think it's called every I'm not sure what the but every song on that album was based on a book. And there were some horror ones on there because there was Carrie on that one and The Exorcist. But then they moved on to doing Silver Screams and they started covering more 
just horror stuff. They did Halloween, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw, Saw, Jaws, which Ed was very excited to hear about. <laughs> and then yep. this year they put out Silver Screams 2, which a lot of fans were waiting for because we wanted more of that stuff. And they covered a lot of really good stuff on this one, too. Uh, some uh, One of my favorites that they covered, uh, Hellraiser, they did a song called The Box. Um, very good. Not my usual. T- like, I'm not really into like that really like heavy screaming uh, metal stuff. But for some reason, when it's them, I can deal with it. <laughs> uh, Spencer Charnas, who is like the lead in this band, his voice when he's singing is beautiful. <laughs> like, he's very, very good. And then he goes into like the screaming stuff too. And it's like, how is this the same guy? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of good stuff. They did American Psycho with, uh, they had Jacoby Shaddix on that song with them. Uh, they do Resident Evil, which I was very surprised at. And, but it's one of the be- better songs on the album. They do Child's Play, Psycho, Pet Cemetery. The Pet Cemetery one is actually my uh alarm when i wake up because it's very hard <laughs> and it it will wake me up <laughs> so, it's a very good album if you're into rock if you're into horror i definitely definitely recommend it uh both silver screams albums uh but this one's very good because they actually have a nice little opening like they this one kind of has a story with it where if you watch the music videos for the first Silver Screams album, there's like an ongoing thread through all the music videos where Spencer is coming to see his therapist and telling them about all these uh, dreams that he's having. And it's just going through the whatever movie he is, like him being the killer in those movies and killing people. And then you find out, oh, no, these people are actually dying. And Spencer's the killer. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So in this, in the, for the videos for the new one, they're trying to actually get the evidence now against Spencer and they have Bill Mosley's in the videos now. So yeah, like they're getting a lot of like horror people involved and it's a, it's a lot of fun. The songs are really good. If it's not your thing, I can understand that, but I say at least give it a try because I don't like that kind of music usually. And it really like sucked me in and I love this band so much. (laughs) And I have actually, because we covered this for our Halloween episodes, um, and I have given, I, I've listened to every song that, that's on. Again, if it's not your cup of tea, it isn't. But the, first of all, because I, I watched it all with lyrics, the lyrics are amazing. His voice, his actual singing voice when he's not screaming and yelling is very, very good. And the music, um, the, you know, actual people playing the instruments, very very good at what they do um and like tone said those videos are very cool they're they're done on a a really good budget so they look great um and my favorite song on this album that you're talking about now is uh the american psycho one hip to be scared i like that one (laughs) well i will say having listened to your uh halloween apps um i decided to look into ice nine kills as well because you guys were talking it up specifically you tone and uh I gave a few tracks a listen and I really enjoyed what I heard. I, 
I don't remember the title of it, but the uh, the one based on uh, a nightmare on Elm Street was really good. And um, oh, yeah. it's American Nightmare. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I I enjoyed it. And look, my favorite band, for those that know me, Coheed and Cambria, very big into concepts. So you come at me with a concept <laughs> and it's horror. I'm all about it, baby. Like, come on. So I'm definitely going to dive into uh, their disc- discography a little more, uh, but very interesting uh, and good pick that you have here. Uh, okay, moving on. Hair, what do you got for number two, buddy? Yeah, so um, I know I know this was a fan favorite uh, within the group here uh, for my number two, uh, and it's Dune. Um, now someone else has this on their list, so I'm not going to touch too much on it. And we, you know, f- take a look at our episode or, or these guys' episode on it as well, where they touch base on it. Um, you know, the, my, just my favorite thing about, I mean, Denny was in the news recently. I mean, I think he got just, it was today or yesterday that he got offered another sci-fi adaptation. Um, so I mean, me. <laughs> yeah, the guys, the guys made a gold right now. So, um, you know, just kudos to him on just, you know, help creating this world. Um, you know, obviously, you know, uh, the eighties version, not, not ideal and, uh, definitely bum rushed in the last half, uh, half an hour. They try to tell an incredible story in 30 minutes. Uh, when you, when you pause it for the runtime, you know, <laughs> watching stuff on uh, HBO max or streaming services. And you're like, how much time's left? 30 minutes. We're going to wrap this up. All right, cool. Let's go. Um, But my favorite thing about Dune is that it just, it, you know, it's the difference between a lot of the stuff I enjoy, you know, or that I partake in, like, and especially my number one, which I'll touch base on soon is just, it takes you into a world that allows you to like dream and create. And, you know, as somebody who didn't really know much about Dune, you know, the book, um, or the books, I should say, uh, it was definitely something that I'm just excited to dive into. You know, I compared it in our episode where it's like, this is what Star Wars should be doing. Like, it's not that difficult. Um, I mean, I know there's source material, so that does, I think, make it a little easier to follow, um, you know, as far as like a track, you know, but, you know, we see what happened with Game of Thrones as I think we were talking before uh, the show. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, it allows you to kind of just see, like, I'm really excited to see what they do. You know, um, I hope they dive back into maybe a little bit more of the story or we get some flashbacks. You know, I hope they take the time in this next one because they've already set the stage as far as like the world and just kind of build on the characters a little bit and kind of let's get to know some of their backstory or what led to all this and why were some of these. Let's get a little bit more political in our sci-fi. I'm down for it. Um, And then just, you know, one of my favorite parts of the movie is just, uh, the kind of drop troopers when the, uh, when the Harkonnens show up and how they kind of just come in so silently. And it's just such a smart thing of just, you know, showing and not really like give it like that could have easily had like, you know, a trigger or something that'll let us know they were there and just the, how the whole theater goes silent and you see them coming in and it's just like, Holy crap, like here, they're here. Um, So yeah. So Dune, uh, you know, love it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, my second favorite movie of the year, as you'll find out uh, later for it. So big Dune guy over here. Very excited to see the next one. We are all very big Dune guys. So uh, I think we all loved it equally. Um, yeah, absolutely. Great pick. All right, Hans, moving on. What do you got for number two? So I, you know, we covered all this, you know, a lot already. Uh, Midnight Mass, um, like uh, 
Those who have previously the listeners mentioned, take the hint. I, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I gotta take the hint because I think I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. Oh, you already oh. found Harry. Oh, <laughs> I'll um, leave, guys. Have a good night. All out of work tomorrow. Stay up all night. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I I'm a huge Flanagan guy. Um, I'm really excited for his next project, which is with House of the Fall of Usher, um, which I think comes out next year. I think they started filming it. Uh, I, and you know, Ed and Tone, like you guys have mentioned, like he gets like such great performances out of his out of his actors, mm-hmm. and, and the one specific performance I don't, we didn't really um, like touch on was uh, Hamish Linklater's performance or Linklater, however you say his name. Oh yeah. I don't know much his work. I know he was in Legion, which I didn't stick with um, too long. Like I, and I, I kind of watched maybe the first half, like half of the first season. Um, he in this, in this role was like so hauntingly great. And I like, I, I feel like he was probably, he was definitely the best part of the show for me. And, you know, he has some of like the, he, he definitely chews up the scene, like with some of his monologues and his, and his interactions with Riley when they're um, at the AA meeting. And, and, um, you know, I know Tony, you said you went to Catholic school, like all your life. I did too. I went to a Catholic college. Mm -hmm. So I I even went from high school to college. So I, I honestly had like Catholicism until I was 21, 22. Um, and it really, this is like, I, I almost downloaded the soundtrack, but it's the soundtrack. I think it's all hymns that I sang in church for like 16 years, 17 years. Um, yeah, (laughs) but it's so like it it's like such a like it it made me revisit like i like do i did i really like these songs because like when it's on the soundtrack of a show that i really like i'm like like whoever's performing this like this is like a beautiful soundtrack but i'm like i remember going to church and having to sing these and going like Mm -hmm. why are we singing these goofy songs like it's like but now i'm like much older and and they put it on source material or it's just source material that i like i'm like wow this is great um, but Just gotta put it, it in really, a horror context. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that is the um, sign of a good filmmaker. Yeah. He can make something that's so mundane and elevate scenes. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I, you know, when my son's probably gonna go to Catholic school, and I'm gonna show him that when he's like five or six, like everything. I'll show him Midnight Mass. Be like, look, this is. You're gonna learn one thing. You're gonna learn another. You make you your that's an angel you right there. Exactly. <laughs> Good parenting. <laughs> um, that's an angel. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but I and I love what like Flanagan does is he uses a lot of his cast that he like kind of relies on in previous um, previous uh, Netflix shows that he did like uh, Rahul Kohli, which we talked about. He's in um, Bly Manor. Um, he's in a couple other Flanagan productions. Um, I I'd love like the first thing I saw from him was Haunting of a Hill House, which I absolutely adore. The last episode that's one of my favorite closing uh, episodes to a show ever. Oh, um, I think like the writing in that show in the second half is phenomenal. Um, in that episode and, and um, you know I I and he just. I think what when someone had mentioned like with some of the casting and wanting to work with Flanagan and how dedicated he is to his, his projects. And it's obvious like here, like uh, Rahul was saying on like Twitter, he turned down like what would be considered his dream role. Um, and he wouldn't disclose what it was, but Ooh. he did it to work with Flanagan. Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> yeah. There it is. <laughs> yeah. On division season two, here he comes. Yep. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he said he turned it down to work on Midnight Mass with Flanagan because he's just like, that's the kind of director it is. Wow. And, you know, and to, you know, cast your wife and everything, which, you know, I love my wife, but I, I don't know if we'd be able to work in the same building um, at least for five days a week. Um, I, I all power to him. Um, but she's a great actress. So I give her, give her all the credit. Um, yeah, but I, I think I'm, it made me want to go back and watch some of Flanagan's older stuff that I haven't seen. Cause I haven't seen his whole, his whole resume, but, um, I, I just with the performances and a lot of like, I know there's some practical effects, like with some of the angel stuff is obviously CGI, but you know, there's a lot of practical effects with the design and it just, you know, with some of these shows, they kind of maybe want to do a little too much in terms of CGI and Flanagan has a lot of, um, a lot of trust in his, you know, practical effects department to bring his, basically his vision to life. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited for what he has to come. This is probably, if I had to rank this in like my, at least Netflix shows, it would definitely be top three, um, from what I've seen them put out. But, um, you know, I, Greg, I know you're not a huge fan of Netflix movies, but we've, we've kind of discussed it before, but I, this is, definitely a tv show that just it, it, it just kills it like from beginning to end so um like it uh, you know i'm really excited for um the house of usher so i'm hoping that kind of lives up to midnight mass but i i've i've rewatched midnight mass what uh, once or again so I've, I've seen it twice and i you know i love going back to rewatch these kind of shows and pick stuff up that i missed before so yeah great pick absolutely peeps come in real close turn the volume up that's right. Watch Midnight Mass. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, gonna uh, tag, I'm, I'm listening. I'm going to tag Mike Flanagan in this just so we can maybe get some royalties that they have much more promoting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Why not? <laughs> Try to get him on the pod too. On cast. Yeah, I'll work <laughs> right? on it. As long as he keeps pro- keeps producing, I'm I'm happy guy. He don't have to give me anything, man. Just keep making this stuff. <laughs> yep. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, outstanding pick. Uh, moving on to my number two. This was something that uh, Bri had mentioned earlier, but um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, man. I mean, this was just such a good movie for me. I loved it. I loved it. And I mean, all the feels like that, you know, look, it's no secret. My all time favorite movie is Ghostbusters, the original. Uh, in fact, I just shared on, on my Facebook timeline today a post from nine years ago where I had a quote off with several friends and there was like a hundred different quotes in the thread. I mean, it's just, so I'm a Ghostbusters fan, but Ghostbusters afterlife, uh, it really had every chance of going wrong. Uh, you know, as, as we kind of mentioned and they just, they stuck the landing and they did it with great a plum. There's your $5 word for tonight. Ooh, um, <laughs> yes, but, uh, I, I just absolutely loved it. Uh, they they really brought the emotion in um, with Spengler. You know, there was a lot of question as to what are they going to do? And I think that they really nailed his story. I mean, we talk about this in depth on our pod. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. But uh, I, I don't know what to say to, to add on to it other than this is a good movie for all ages if you're a fan of ghostbusters if you're not a fan i think you'll enjoy it and um there's some real emotional yeah i see that look hair and yes maybe you didn't enjoy it but you're an exception uh (laughs) um 
but I think there's some real emotional heft uh, towards the end and um, not cheese, uh, which is what it easily could have been. So highly, highly recommend Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, Tone, I think you had mentioned on your pod that you didn't get to see it yet. Did you see it since? Oh, no, I've seen it. Okay. I have not. Yeah. Oh, you haven't had it. I have not. Oh, okay. Not as of you. Got to get on it, man. It's so good. I'm totally aware of that. My wife's uh, one of my wife's favorite movies is part two. Ghostbusters 2. Don't ask me why. She's a part two person. It's very odd. (laughs) Like she loves Back to the Future part two, which in in my opinion is just like craziness. Interesting. Um, She does. She loves a lot of part twos to things. It's very odd. But yeah, she. He's totally in the bag. We have to go see it. We just haven't had the chance to yet. And I'm I'm excited to see it, especially after, I don't know, the second or third trailer that came out where it was kind yeah. of showing you more what was going to happen. Um, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely on board for it. I just haven't gotten there yet. So with okay. with the recommendations of both my co-hosts and now you guys saying, except for Harry, <laughs> saying that you guys <laughs> Um, I will definitely, definitely check it out. Listen, don't listen, don't listen to my review. Listen to listen to Tone and Bry and Greg, people who who love this series and are happy that they stuck the landing. Don't listen to people like me. So that's that's my two cents on it. Yeah, what that do I know? The I most mean... sense you've ever made. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's my number two. Here we are. We're in the end game now. Bry, what do you got oh. for us? Number one. My <clears throat> excuse me. All right. So my number one, and this is this is why I was saying I changed it from Ghostbusters Afterlife. I if you would told me like 10 years ago that I was going to get Star Wars and anime, I'd 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 have never never believed it. If you, you just never ever 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 believed it in my entire life. And then when they announced it, I like I was just like, okay. And then they announced what studios were high behind it. And my jaw kind of dropped. Um, it was Star Wars Visions was absolutely everything that I wanted. Um, I kind of wished that they would have given us maybe some stories that, that they were like, yeah, this is definitely exactly something that happened in the, in, in the canon. But regardless, or... Even if this just whets our appetite so that they're going to like, oh, hey, we're going to give you some actual in canon stories in anime style. I'd be okay with that because. This was so much fun. It was just so like all of them were so well animated. There was so much variety. There was variety in story. There was variety in art. There was variety in just the music. It was just Oh, it was so good. It was every, everything that I could have ever possibly wanted from those two things put together and more. Like, I mean, like a, a bunny Jedi, like what, what? Like, no, but, but, but it's anime, like d- d- Astro Boy anime, Astro Boy Star Wars. Yes, I got that too. Like I, I was, there was just so many. I mean, I got a Kurosawa. What I got a Kira Kurosawa Westerns. I got like it's just like it's just just and then I got trigger ridiculousness in in Star Wars form because you know we can't do giant mecha. So what what are we gonna do? 
we're going to do star destroying lightsabers instead. I like, I, 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 I couldn't have been more happy with what I would with, with, with that show. It was literally something I never knew. Well, no, I can't even say that because I did. Cause I, I have said that before. Like, you know, what would be, cool star wars anime because that would just be ridiculous and then someone put out some like fan like tie fighter anime Mm -hmm. short and it Mm -hmm. was just ridiculous and i was like see see look at that right there and then and 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 theirs was like old school like 90s style anime and i'm like so seeing this just blew my mind like seeing trigger seeing mappa seeing 4c seeing like so many different ones just pull out all the stuff i personally i i'm a fan of like the anthology manga i mean anime style for like western stuff like they do this a lot and and that excuse me and i i i'm enjoying i've enjoyed it they did it for batman they've done it for uh um other things too so i i'm okay with this give me more of this or give me anything with star wars and anime give me more i that's all i have to say i hope this isn't just a one-off i really that that yeah it, it was it, it was fantastic if you haven't watched it yet and and you're not a, and you're again you're not into anime this might actually get you into anime unless you're it. <laughs> i gotta say dude i almost slept on this and i was like ah, eh, you know i'll get to it when i get to it and then one day i was scrolling through looking for something to watch and i'm like ah you know what these episodes are short they're many they're bite-sized let me take a look and boom instantly fell in love like i this choice is awesome so i'm so glad somebody had this on on their list so you uh you knocked it out of the park with this but yeah they uh the animation was incredible. The stories were incredible. Even like, I think probably the, the Astro Boy slash Mega Man homage episode, that was probably my least favorite. And I, I found that enjoyable. It was still cute. Everything, like all the episodes, I was totally sold on. And yeah, they absolutely need to come back and do a season two for these. All right. Well, excellent pick. Thank you for your list, Bry. We're going to move on to Ed. Ed, what do you got for your number one? This is something we probably haven't covered and, and you know, nobody's talking about it. But uh, my number one <laughs> is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, absolutely blown away by this movie. Um, again, we've covered a lot about it already on this episode. I don't want to be redundant, but there's just so much to love about this movie. Um, Simu Liu is a friggin' star. The guy, so much charisma. I cannot wait to see what he does next. Um, thought he was terrific in the movie. The whole cat, the whole uh, cast was very, very good, but I thought him specifically being a relative unknown just killed it. I mean, same kind of thing with Thor when he first came out and Chris Hemsworth was cast. I was like, ah, what's this guy going to do? And then he is Thor. And Simu Lu is Shang-Chi. He just encapsulates the character so well. Um, loved everything about it, especially like Brian had touched on this as well, like the different um, martial arts styles. 
you get a little bit of everything. You get some Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon. You get some Jackie Chan Super Cop stuff, Matrix stuff, Old Boy. They just showed a little bit of everything and not just showed it, highlighted each of those specific kinds of fighting styles um, with their own set pieces, uh, which I thought was fantastic. Um, Really, really loved my favorite part of the movie I probably would think is the outside of the building with the jumping and swinging and moving the boards and all that stuff. It's just to look at it. It's just amazing. I mean, the fact that these choreographers and these stunt performers and all that stuff, and obviously the director getting to make that look as seamless and fluid as possible was really, really, really well done. Um, the other thing that I loved about it was the mythology of Taylor. Um, I didn't think I was expecting the end, like a lot of Marvel movies, MCU movies, the last 40 minutes or so is very CG heavy. And this is not a, it's not a departure from that, but it's just more well done because it's kind of just woven throughout the movie that, that makes sense. You know, it's it's less of a things blowing up and big stuff happening where you are invested in this and it kind of makes sense. So seeing all these crazy creatures and these dragons flying around and these soul suckers and all this stuff. Yes, there's a lot going on, but it makes sense for the movie, for the plot and doesn't detract from the story they're already telling. I thought that was really, really well done. Um the fact that they were able to reset such a great uh, villain in the Mandarin where he was not done well in Iron Man uh, three. Um, I just, uh, I, I never really, I, I like that movie. I don't like that reveal that Trevor Slattery is the quote unquote Mandarin. And then the fact that Guy Pierce's character Aldrich Killian is the real Mandarin. I was like, oh, come on. This is ridiculous. And then the that one shot that we got, uh, All Hail the King kind of establishes, no, there's a real Mandarin in the MCU, which was awesome. And the fact that they got an actor as you know well cast as he was to portray him and make him very menacing and also at the same time very relatable because – Although for the greater good tone, he's doing it for the greater good. Um, You, he, he, I think, and I'm a psychopath, so don't listen to me, but I think he does have an affection for his family. He just shows it in an odd way. Um, And he wants to protect them. And he's not good at showing love after his, his wife passes and stuff like that. Uh, Is he a terrible uh, dictator ruler? Yeah, Absolutely. But I think he's also a pretty nice guy. So that's just my opinion. Um, But I really, really love that aspect and bringing him, that character and that villain back and making him an actual character. Love that. Um, And the fact that it is, at the end of the day, it is a origin story movie. And it's probably top four by, by, I don't even know where it falls in there. But I mean, Iron Man, the first Iron Man, Black Panther, and the other one that I can think of is this one. I mean, that's they're the three that do it so well and do it so organically. Um, 
other ones have been done, uh, Captain Marvel, and have not hit the land, you know, have not stuck the landing, have not done it well. Um, this one, just everything about it, I thought was fantastic. And I can't wait to see more. And the fact that they're setting him up to be in future projects, obviously, MCU is an ongoing, ever-changing, ever-evolving thing. But the fact that he's meeting with the Avengers at the end of, you know, obviously spoilers, the end credits, and he's going to be a big part of what I think is going to be the next lineup of Avengers. Super stoked for that. Can't wait. Excellent. Excellent pick. And yeah, in case you haven't gotten the hint, that's another one. Go see Shang-Chi. Yes. Or check it out. It's, <laughs> like, it's mm-hmm. on home video now. <laughs> what, do you, what do you even call that these days? Get it and on the VHS. Getting a, a, a <laughs> D plus TV series too. Oh uh, yeah, other, that's right. Yes. Yeah, we didn't even mention that, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, real quick thoughts on what that could be. Ten well, rings. We spoke about it. We think it's going to be a ten ring centric show. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, there's big ramifications coming from that group at the end of the movie uh, with Jai Ling being the new head of that uh, organization. Can't wait to see where that goes. And yeah, we, we think that's going to be the next project. Um, it's probably not a, our own singular idea. Probably everybody's thought the same, but I, I hope that it is. And even if it isn't, I'm just glad that these people are coming back and making more of this world. So can't yep. wait to see what happens there. Yep. Good stuff. All right, moving on. Tone, hit us with your number one. My number one? Your Eternals? Number one. <laughs> How dare you? Had, you know what? I'm signing off. Thanks, guys. There. Thanks for having us. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not Eternals. That was just for Ed. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is the Netflix series Arcane. Um, I knew nothing about League of Legends going into this series, and I absolutely fell in love with it. The animation is done by uh, Fortiche. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it because they're a French studio. The animation on this series is beautiful. It looks like paintings come to life. Like, uh, best way for me to describe it, like I've described it to other people, it's like, Greg, it's like looking at your magic cards and the art on your magic cards coming to life. And that's what it looks like. Got me sold. <laughs> it's beautiful. The characters are some of the best characters I've seen in anything on TV this year. This is a show that I watched and I wanted to rewatch it immediately after I was done. There's only nine episodes. They released them in three episode arcs because the first three episodes are take place in the past. Then they do a little time jump. And then you have those three episodes and there's another three episodes that finishes out the story. But it's basically the two main characters, which are, it's a lot of characters from League of Legends and there's like other characters in there that don't have as big parts but the main two are Vi and Jinx which you find out they're sisters and it's about their story pretty much but then you have other characters like Caitlin, Jace, Heimerdinger's in there, Echo, a lot of cool characters and you get their stories which again I knew nothing about these characters. I knew who Jinx was 
just because I've seen stuff for League of Legends, and I know she's one of the most recognizable characters from that series. But I knew nothing about it because I don't play those games. And going into this world and like finding out all the lore and what how they built these characters and how you see Jinx go from this character that you meet in the first episode that goes by the name Powder and seeing her become like go from this cute little kid Powder to becoming this anarchist terrorist that we know is Jinx like seeing that whole thing happen within those first three episodes because by the end of that third episode you know why she becomes Jinx and why she used that name specifically and what is going to happen going forward it's so good they originally said they modeled the character Jinx off of uh, Joker and Gollum and you can 100% see that when you see her like just having her breakdown in this show. It's so good. I've told Ed to watch it. I don't think he has yet. I haven't gotten to it yet. I plan on it. I plan on it. <laughs> I know Brian's been watching it. I don't know if you guys have watched it at all or if it's even been on your radar. I, I, I had it. Yeah. I had it on my, I actually started the first episode, but it was like during like when my son was taking a nap and then he woke mm-hmm. up like five minutes later. So I didn't really like make it far into it. So I just had it. This was like a couple days ago. So I haven't um, gone back, but that's, that's, that's been on my radar for a while. And I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I don't know anything about league of legends. Um, I've never played it. I don't know any uh, much about the history, but I've heard that you don't need to know that, that backstory. Nope. Just you can jump into it fresh and, and love it. So hopefully um, maybe this weekend I'm going to jump back in and give it another shot. So, yeah, they definitely do a good job of just dropping you into this world and then just letting you like kind of just like soak, soak it up. Like nice. you're just along the ride with these characters, but you're just the whole time. You're just learning about the world because they're learning about the world. And like, it's just, it's really well done. And it's an amazing, and it's an amazing uh, world to, to, to get lost into. Mm. Yeah, and uh, very good voice cast. Haley Steinfeld is she plays Vi. Uh, Kevin Alejandro is Jace. If you watch Lucifer, you know him as Detective, like the other detectives. So, uh, very good voice cast. Amazing soundtrack. The opening song is done by Magic Imagine Dragons, and it's very, very good. And the final song that plays in the last episode is done by Sting. Oh wow! And <laughs> actually, Sting was at the uh, the Game Awards last week, and he performed the song. And when I told Ed that Sting was at the Game Awards, he was like, <laughs> he didn't believe me that it was that Sting. He thought it was a wrestler Sting. <laughs> <laughs> come out and give him the stinger splash i don't know what's happening uh but no you, like no, get no. lowered in from the ceiling like, yeah <laughs> baseball bat you know trench coat who knows um Ed, or, uh, tone to your point um i like i have not watched this either but there's a lot of heat on this like i hear from multiple people left and right talking about how good this show is and how beautiful the animation is so you you are firmly in the majority like there's a lot of praise being sung for this show because yeah. it's deep it's 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 also it's because it's, it's deep it's not it's not it's 
it's more like anime than it is western animation i would say because of the fact that it's it de- it's deep when it de- deals with really good characters and stuff care not st- stuff like people stuff mm. like not just you know not just action like yeah it's really 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 good character work done and that's not something that our 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 animation is known for for the most part unless it's like based on something that was written like comic book wise or something like that so mm-hmm. it's, it's fantastic it's just, it, it it's really just is. very good and um like when brian was talking about mappa how they make their fight scenes art there's a scene that is just like that in this series where two of our main characters they face off against each other and it's beautiful because it goes through their entire history with each other as they're having this fight Mm. and it just goes like into that really stylized look which the show's already very stylized but then there's parts where it gets even more stylized with like the graffiti like being neon because it's very steampunk but also magic (laughs) there's all these different elements that come together and make a very good world so when they announced they were doing a second season i was very happy because i want to see more of this world i want to see more of these characters i want to see the other characters that we didn't get to see get brought in and the characters that we didn't get to see too much of i want to see more of them it's i cannot recommend this enough anytime i talk to someone that's even a little bit interested in it i try to make them more interested because I love it that much. <laughs> wow. Good stuff. I also man. heard a character I heard a character named Powder and I immediately thought of the 1995 movie. <laughs> <laughs> he, he moves metal spoons. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm sure it's, it's a pre exactly. it's a prequel. It's a prequel. <laughs> uh well, thank you for the arcane talk. Uh Herr, we're going to move on to you. What do you got for your number 1? Yeah, you know, it was it was a hard choice this year, so I ended up with a tie, um, and it was Red Notice and Halloween Kills. Um, oh, greatest oh, subject. And this has been the I'm 2021. Kidding. I'm going to leave now because <laughs> evil dies no. tonight, guys. Yes. <laughs> dies yes. tonight. Speaking um, of nine. speaking of Mephisto, that's who Ryan Reynolds sold his soul yeah. to get this movie made. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, no, I felt I'd throw a little garbage humor in there for those two uh, tragic films. Um, so. <laughs> Chris is gonna make fun of Chris is gonna make fun of me at the end of this uh, at the end of this conversation off of something I say because I made fun of him earlier. But my number one is uh, the worst person in the world. Um, it's a film uh, for those of you who might not know what it is, uh, and it uh, I saw it at this year's Philadelphia Film Festival, and it's been making the rounds on the festival circuit and international. Um, and basically, this story I talked a little bit about it on one of our other episodes where I recapped uh, Oscars again, as I mentioned, plug shameless plugs. Um, and it covers the four years in the life of a uh, of the main character Julie, uh, played by uh, Renata Retzva. Um, and basically, it navigates her life as she struggles to find a career path, you know, and her love life, and kind of makes her take a look at who she really is. And what's interesting about this is I think it's told in about 12 chapters. 
So it's almost kind of like a book in a way where like it starts off in chapter one. And I think once you watch chapter one and two in the be in very obviously early on in the movie, it kind of hooks you in and you kind of get an idea of who this person is. Um, and the real difference between this and Dune is, as I mentioned, Dune is like a world that takes you away. This is a lot more grounded and realistic. And I think, you know, Ed mentioned it earlier about Pen15, where it's like, yeah, I'm not a, a woman in her, you know, late 20s, early 30s. I'm I'm a man in his early 30s. Um, but there's a lot of things that you can relate to as far as, you know, what is going on in her life and, you know, some of the decisions that make you who you are. And there's there's one scene I mentioned it before that absolutely took my breath away. Um, I'm not going to spoil it because I want people to see it. So you'll know what scene it is um, and what chapter it is. Um, it's my favorite movie of the year. It's my favorite performance of the year. Um, um, Joaquin, Joaquin Trier is the director. He It's kind of part of his Oslo trilogy. So it's not a third part of a film, but it's like just his filming in Oslo. Um, which is in Norway for those people out there. Um, so uh, he, he's on my radar now because I haven't really seen a lot of his other movies. Um, but the the joke of this is that uh, it might not come out uh, in North America until next year. Um, oh, wow. So whoa, whoa! Uh, <laughs> I thought my picks were hard to find. Wow! Yeah, slow down, oh. feature man. <laughs> so, but like, it's it's obviously gross box office gross this year. This year, and I saw it this year, so it counts. <laughs> um, it counts. I'm living in the future, yeah. And, I'll let and you, guys you dare, know. and you dare question, the, and you dare question oh, the video game. I know. <laughs> I know. Right? Well, I knew it was. I knew it was. Listen, I'm, I'm about honesty here and integrity. I'm just, you know, I'm putting it yeah. out there for the people. That's what I'm about. You know, I'll make fun of Chris, and then it'll just come back to bite me. You just um, turned into the worst person in the world. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So I would say when this film comes around, take every opportunity to go see it. Um, I believe it'll probably be nominated for Best Foreign Language at the Oscars, hopefully for performance and Best Actress. Um, so, yeah, definitely take the opportunity to see it if, they, if that's the world you like to live in. Um, and I think everybody could find something, you know, a little bit in this movie to be like, yeah. Life's hard and decisions are harder um, in what I want to do. So, yeah, that's that's a little movie called The Worst Person in the World. Um, so, yeah, thanks. I'll be on looking for that one. And I've I, again on our last podcast, we've we uh, last I think it was the last episode or something I've, I've talked about. I actually saw the trailer, so I can vouch this actually does look look pretty solid. So, um, when I when we do our list next year, I'll be sure to include I'll be it. yeah, put it on that one. Yeah, yeah, save it for that. One. <laughs> Two years running. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All this, right, this this movie turned into the Ben Simmons of movies, where every year it's going to get Rookie of the Year. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Two time contender. Uh, all right, Harry. Well, thank you for sharing that. Uh, Hands, what do you got? What's your number one? Uh, we spoke a little bit about it earlier, but it is the Denis Villeneuve movie Dune, a little little independent movie he made. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> may have yeah. heard about it, and and yeah, and it's a good uh, you know segue from Sting being at the Game Awards, and you know he was in the eighties <laughs> version. Um, yeah, <laughs> callback. <laughs> Very good. Um. Yeah, I, I I'm a huge Denis fan. Um, I I, I feel like I it's I, I always try to like say like what what the best like movie of his is or at least my my favorite, and it's really hard to. Th- I feel like every week it changes. Um, Dune, I I was it was probably 
my most anticipated uh, of anything that wasn't like superhero or already like IP related, not including like the, the book and everything. But yeah. uh, I just thought like from the first trailer, I was like, I, I was antsy just to see like a first look of it. Um, and once I saw the trailer, I'm like, my, my expectation just went through the roof. Um, I, you know, I saw the movie, I think that the day it came out, um, which nowadays I don't, I don't really do. Um, I don't go to movies as often. So this was like one of the first, like the, one of the four movies I've seen in theaters um, this year. So um, I just, this, the world that they built is like, is phenomenal. It, it's a beautiful world. It's not a large scale yet. I mean, it's definitely obviously leading to that and in, in down the road in the, in the franchise, but I, I just love how it focuses. I, 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 I think the world of Dune is such a, a, like 15 books long and it's hard to cover and they're not going to like tackle everything, but from what they do, I think it's like the first half of the book. Um, they do such a great job in introducing characters that you care about. Um, and everyone here has seen it, you know, and if you're listening, hopefully you've seen it. Um, you know, all these characters you care about, they kill them off like pretty much like 75% through the movie. Um, so you know, there's that. So Oscar Isaac probably won't be in the sequel, unfortunately. Oh, um, my boy Brolin got it, and they didn't even give him like a time to shine. I was like, whoa, 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 is he gone? I know. <laughs> I'm hoping he. Pop, I'm hoping he pops back up. I don't. He didn't die on screen. I don't think. Did he? So, I, I missed it. No, <laughs> he didn't. But I've read the book. I don't know if any else. Anyone else? I did like 20 it? years ago. Yeah, I don't remember too much about it. My biggest gripe is we didn't get gurney to actually sing in this. <laughs> i would have loved to I, see roland sing yeah well he smiles at it you know when he says he's yeah. like he's just be smiling yeah so. it's like what like one time he didn't smile much <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah like I, I think the action in it like there I, I don't think there's like a ton of action in this movie i mean there's mm-hmm. a lot of like cool like visual pieces but what I love about this movie is like it ends in a one-on-one fight, which you don't see the science fiction movies do anymore. Like usually at there's, it has to be like a big, huge budget battle. Like, you know, you get a big special effects um, battle at the end. And this is just two people fighting it out for Paul to be accepted into, um, into uh, the clan that he's following, which I think going like, I, I, I think they set it up. They did. It's a very like fellowship of the ring style of setting it up for the future and you know i I honestly cannot wait until what's it two years before dune 2 comes out or part two um i'm excited when i went into it when they said dune part one i'm like all right well we're getting more so uh, unless they're gonna do like half of this is part one the second is part two but i think they learned a little bit from the 80s to not just cram everything in in 30 minutes um maybe we'll get sting in the next one that that'd be cool That'd be cool. We're talking like, about the wrestler. Well, cameo. Yeah, 100% yeah, the wrestler. The wrestler. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, like we said, Denis, like he, he has such a great, like, and we talk about like Flanagan on Netflix. I think like Denis is like the same kind of director, even though he doesn't really like Marvel movies. Um, I, not everyone Idiot. does. Not everyone does. I mean, <laughs> I think it, that's what I was going to say. You're absolutely right. He is the guy in sci-fi that Flanagan is in horror in my yeah. opinion, working today. And if you look, and even like his non like sci-fi, like Sicario is, is such a, like, oh, as one of my favorite movies. I love Sicario. Um, yes. Great. And he, he definitely is becoming that, like that, like, 
that I don't want to say the next Spielberg, but he's definitely a name that people are going to start recognizing. Don't, don't, I saw that look, Harry. Don't do, don't turn my words. <laughs> pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I put Denny on our, on our top directors list and I was shunned. And now you're calling him. <laughs> this no, guy. I said he could be. I said he could Mr. be. Just I can't like when drop you turn my, you turned my words around when I said uh, Garfield was going to be the next Tom Hanks, but I didn't say that. Um, <laughs> <what he> said. <laughs> We're talking about the cat uh, Garfield, yes? Because he yes, hates, of course. Hates of Mondays, course. Loves lasagna. Hates Mondays, and loves lasagna. Yep, <laughs> like um, all of us. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I it's, I think Denis going to be one of those where he's going to have like a, any kind of movies. He's definitely building that resume to the point where he's going to going to be just like a very reliable director. Um, it, as much as as yeah and i'm not like a huge like i don't love all of nolan nolan's movies but it's the same thing where a lot of people you know nolan get like a lot of people will watch his movies because his name's on it and they want to see like the product that he puts out but you know each their own how what do you got to say i was gonna say everybody's wrong once once a podcast and i think you just did it right there hans yeah yeah. (laughs) everything everything nolan puts out is is, turns to gold and then uh, we'll see ed Ed, Ed was saying the same thing just yesterday absolutely (laughs) oh man i can't wait to sleep over at ed's and we're gonna watch the whole movies all night and talk about absolutely love it well thank you for sharing hands uh that leaves one left which would be me my number one pick, as Hans alluded to earlier, uh, Ted Lasso season two. I mean, wh- oof, what can I say about this show? It's just so good. So positive. Yeah. So <laughs> emotional. Uh, it's It's got such a diverse and well-fleshed out cast. Like, it's just, man, what a great show. And season one, like, it, you know, I heard all the hype for this show. And it's very difficult for something to live up to the hype surrounding it when when it gets so much hype, which I think is kind of one of the things that like is maybe scaring me a little from Arcane. But I'm sure after today's conversations that, you know, this is something that will live up to the hype. But Ted Lasso is in the same boat. And it's when I when I signed on and started watching it, fell in love really won me over and season two just expounds on season one uh, a million fold like everything that was great about season one they took it and made it even better all the characters are much more likable with the exception of one (laughs) who uh becomes the bad guy by the end of the season but uh all of the characters likable the the story threads and the plots great one of my all-time favorite uh, Christmas episodes of any show, um, which you know I said was my favorite episode of the season, but of any show really. And this is one of those shows that, like, even though it's only in season two, this has a legitimate shot for being one of my all-time favorite shows. And, and wow. it's crazy. It's crazy to think that. I know I sound like a lunatic, but it doesn't matter because you know what? I believe in my <laughs> convictions and uh, this is the show is that good. And season two specifically really just knocked it out of the park. And it's a bummer for me because I came on board right as season two was starting. So I plowed through all of season one and then got into season two, no wait time. And now I have to wait for season three. Uh, so I'm a little bummed out about that, but you know what? Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and boy, my heart is growing way, way fond of Ted Lasso. So I've I've uh, heard nothing but great stuff about this show. Um, 
only for lack of time, I haven't checked it out yet or, you know, like so much other stuff on the list and all that, but I've heard, and, you know, and obviously glowing review from you as well. I've heard everybody who said that they watch it said it's fantastic. So it's on my radar. I just haven't gotten around to watching it yet, but I, uh, I definitely plan to after arcane more than likely, because if not, I'll be ostracized and kicked off the show. <laughs> I don't think I can talk to you anymore. If you don't watch arcane. Absolutely. <laughs> You know how mean tone will be as the DM to me if I don't watch Arcane very, very soon? It's not going to be good for me. I'll just talk about Eternals all the time. <laughs> that's, that's its own like, ring of hell. Exactly. But yeah, and, Ted Lasso, if you guys have not seen it, by all means, check it out. And especially season two, it's really going to win you over. Um, there's a sign in it uh, that, that he posts in uh, the locker room believe believe in the show like legit so and the cast in it is so great because i don't like other than jason sudeikis i don't think i knew one person that was on the show and um like even like brett goldstein who plays roy kent which is probably one of the greatest like tv characters of of all time for me um he like you know you i kind of did some research after watching like he has a really like a podcast that like existed before um like he's all into movies but he has a a a podcast called films to be buried with which um if you're a movie fan um it's a great pot he has celebrity guests on and asks them some of their favorite movies like to tell their life through um through movies um but it's just like i kind of did like a deep dive even like juno temple i don't know too much i didn't know I knew she was around, but I didn't know too much with her. But, you know, she has a, a pretty good resume. And um, as Greg was alluding to, Nick Muhammad, which um, he's a another one where, like, a lot of these have – these people have really good comedic backgrounds. And just to see some of the stand-up or the shows that they've had, like, I feel like outside of Ted Lasso, they kind of – like, just doing research on some of the actors and the people involved, like, opened me up to a lot of different – other like, a lot of other content that's out there. Um, so I, I definitely recommend it. Like it, it's not just like, it's really not just a comedy show. It really like has a, a ton and shows we were talking about earlier, a ton of heart to it because it really, um, there's a lot of comedy involved, but like five minutes later in the episode, it's, it's going to turn around and, and punch you in the gut. Like it, it and, and you know, it, it has a lot of relatable stuff into it. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, that has been our, 2021 top three episode thank you guys so much for sticking with us for this supersized episode we had to go out uh with a bang for our season one finale so thank you guys uh let's go around the table ed anything for the peeps uh not much just uh wanted to say thank you guys for having us on it was a pleasure um you know i'll put us you know uh obligatory plug in here Please listen to our show as well, uh, where we cover everything geek the, the week before Geek Speak last week. Um, you can reach us at our email address, which is gslwpod at gmail.com. And uh, thanks again for, for having us on, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. Hands, anything for the peeps? I thought we were going to jump into No Way Home spoilers. <laughs> 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 I will cut you out of my life if there is. <laughs> I've, I've. You should see like the list of stuff that I like mute it on Twitter. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Like, I just put like words like electric just in case. <laughs> Trust people. All right, uh, Brian. Anything for the peeps? 
Um, no, not really. Just watched all the stuff that we all talked about. Like all of us. And if you want to reach us anywhere else, we're also on Facebook at Geek Speak Last Week. That's two different words. Two words. Geek Speak Last Week. Love it. Harry, anything for the peeps? Yeah, I just, uh, you know, I can't wait until next week when our when our lists are thrown uh, uh, thrown away when uh, Spider-Man and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Hawkeye <laughs> finish. So uh, and, and come Matrix, back next. Like, yeah, we might as well come just back do this next again week. next week. Um, (laughs) but no, appreciate having, having the geek speak guys on, uh, you guys have, uh, definitely, uh, enlightened me in, uh, in some taste that, uh, isn't usually my, my bread and butter, but, uh, you know, sometimes you just gotta bite into a muffin. Is that a, is that a saying? Is that a saying? What so, is that? Now, now. Sure. Now. I say that all the so time. This is not where I thought this was going to go. We're changing, sure. we're changing but, uh, the name of the podcast to that. Well, I, I think I I've just learned something new. <laughs> but i but i think right. but i think bry i think bry said it best you know listen you know try to catch all the stuff that we've you know discussed you know there's something out there for everybody you know i think that's what's what i'm taking from this episode is that you know even if you don't like my taste you know there's definitely something uh for everybody out there so um, watch a little the bit future movie as well if you can yeah yeah i've watch seen the, watch the yeah. future movie <laughs> i've seen i've seen dune 2 and it's incredible guys welcome to the future <laughs> The avatars are at the Philadelphia Film Festival. I've seen them. (laughs) All right. Uh, Tone, anything for the peeps? Uh, Just going to reiterate what everyone else is saying. Watch the things we talked about. Read some of the things I talked about. Listen to Ice Time Kills. Uh, But definitely go watch Arcane. I want more people to watch that show. Uh, Something else that I didn't get to talk about because it's not done yet. uh, Wheel of Time. I'm really liking that so far on Amazon. Go check that out if you're into fantasy at all. And you can find us on Instagram at Geekspeak last week. Excellent. All right. You guys know where to go, who to follow. I want to thank the Geekspeak last week crew, Ed, Brian, Tone. Thank you guys so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Uh, and to our listeners, as always, make sure you live spicy. Thank you.